0: Welcome to the Spinner's Lit Pinball Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer, on a new laptop. Um, Episode 41, High Prices and uh, Destroying Tokyo. Uh, With us tonight is uh, from the Roundtable crew, Dan, and our special guest who comes on the show. uh, And welcome back, uh, Mark Scott. Hey, guys.
1: Hey, how's it going? Hey, Spencer.
0: Going good, man, here in the... uh, Dungeon Recording Studio in Casper, Wyoming, where it's still beautiful and sunny, and uh, we're still hitting uh, high seventies. And uh,
2: supposed to be like seventy-eight or something tomorrow in October. So you know, yay! Well, that sounds pleasant. It's still yeah, war- it's still warm here, but uh, not you know ridiculous. It's October, so you know we're probably probably hitting the nineties.
0: <laughs> yeah. So well, that's you know that Sacramento <laughs> weather. How's Reno doing?
1: Oh, man. The weather was really beautiful today. Uh, We took a nice walk at 70 degrees. It was just very pleasant. And for once, no smoke in the air. So that was really nice.
0: Yeah, that's that's nice to hear, man. Really nice. Dan and I were talking about that off the air before you jumped in that's really good to hear that the fires are getting out and the smoke is going away. So, all right, guys, it's been too long. And it's, uh, it's time for another uh, episode. Um,
1: Mark, you just unboxed the game this week. I did on Thursday. I unboxed Hot Wheels from American Pinball. And wow. uh, The thing that I found that was really interesting is the build quality, just opening the box. Uh, normally, you know, you, you get worried like there's going to be damage or something like that. But when I opened it up, I felt pretty confident because it was wrapped in cardboard on the head on the front and the back of the machine. So you could lift it up and put the legs on it without having to worry about scratching anything or those kinds of things, because it was much easier, uh, to, Put it together without worrying about breaking it because <laughs> I'm always freaking out with it being the first game that I ever got my first new inbox, box, which I'm really excited about. Um, it, w- it went without a hitch. I was kind of worried because when I looked at the box, there were forks that went right through the bottom of the box. Oh, and all my I was God. thinking is. Oh, this is not good. This is not good. So I, uh, I obviously as soon as I got the delivery, I kind of ripped that hole a little bit just to look and peer inside. And fortunately, there was a lot of space, and there was a cardboard that was blocking it. Uh, it was kind of in the inside of the box, and that was untouched. So I felt pretty confident that nothing happened to the cabinet or any part of the machine. Um, the good news is. I unboxed it and there was not a scratch on it. So, so. you just kind of took it
2: on faith that everything, or at least you, you, you used, uh, you used your eyes and just sort of hope for the best man. Pretty I would, much, I would yeah.
1: have a hard time taking it on faith. Yes. Yes. I, <laughs> well, here's the thing. When it, when it re, when I received it, I did cut the side of the box and open it and shine a light through it. And, I didn't have to unbox the whole thing because I knew that the the t- the top was fine. It was the bottom that I was worried about, but it didn't look like it was crushed or like an accordion style kind of thing. And um, I felt confident, but the good news is yes, I did kind of take the risk, but at the same time I did inspect it. And uh, yeah, I went for it and I uh, had my friend Doug and Ted come over and help me unboxed the game and set it up and it was pretty easy to do the same unboxing as any other manufacturer but i liked how it was packaged it had a lot more protection in it than the other like a stern box was a little more sturdier and uh, the cardboard they use fit perfectly with the um, contours of the machine and the directions were clear as day of what to do even though I've unboxed many games, um, not my own, but this one (laughs) (laughs) and, uh, it went without a hitch. I was impressed when I opened it up. First thing I saw, the legs were powder coated, so it wasn't cheap stuff that you had to go and get powder coated yourself. So that was awesome. The other thing that was interesting is there was a, uh, there's an Allen wrench key. That's very similar to what you use to lock the back box, but it also can be used to put on the legs. So I was, so that was neat. The only problem is if you lose the Allen wrench key, then you're kind of screwed because then you don't have, you know, you don't have a key with you, but the good news is it's a pretty common size and I just leave it on the back, you know, once it's all put together and, you know, just put it in that, that opening in the back, you know, where you lock it on the, on the back box. And uh, that was pretty neat. So it was, you know, you can't use a wrench, but you can use the uh, the Allen wrench and uh, put in the legs. So that was cool. I've never oh, nice. actually looked that
2: close at the legs on an American game. I didn't realize that they were uh, held in place with an Allen bolt.
1: <laughs> no. I yeah. Th- yeah. The, the reason they did that is because they didn't want you to have to go and run and get tools. They wanted you to just be able to unbox the game anywhere where you are and uh, use the tools that are provided in this case, the Allen wrench key. And uh, it worked perfectly. And I do like the, lo- the lock, the the thing with the uh, Allen wrench to lock the back box. I always liked that, even on the Sterns. I thought that was much easier than having to put bolts in there and then hold the, the cabinet up. You know, it's just turn it, you know, clockwise, and boom, it locks. So I've I always liked that as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah but I, back I, I, to the old
2: day, to Easts. Like that was the day to East uh, method of locking your back box, and it continued right through the Segas and into the early Sterns. And Jersey Jack
1: still uses that Jersey Jack does. That's that's correct. And the other thing uh, is it's solid. It's a solid connection because it's got that clasp and nothing is not going anywhere. So now when I unboxed it, it was all plastic wrapped. So that was different because I know Stern, it's kind of just out in the open right in the box. And we saw that as we'll talk about later. Uh, and uh, this was all shrink wrap. So there was wrap all the way around the game. So if something happened to touch it, uh, at least there was a little protection around it. So of course I unwrapped all of the plastic and everything like that. And uh, then I was pretty amazed by the artwork. The artwork on that game really pops. I really like the use of the different colors it's got a lot of warm colors in it, a lot of orange, light brown. But what totally came to mind when I opened it up was I felt like I was a kid who got that new Hot Wheels set track looking at the box.
2: <laughs> you know, for That's the people ex- who
1: haven't seen a Hot Wheels
2: yet, that yep. game is super good like the visuals and the presentation of it like when you see that game from across a room it really catches your attention and when you get up close uh the artwork for for all stuff that i'm sure is is you know pretty corporate corporate mandated corporate approved it just really look i mean it looks like a product but it looks great and i do like that analogy it does remind you of
1: like a giant hot wheel set. You feel like orange tracks should be shooting out of the side. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I felt. And, uh, then I looked at the, the play field, very nice quality for the, um, the clear coat seemed like it was pretty solid, I looked to see there was mylar put in there automatic, and I didn't have to put any mylar anywhere. It was all in the game where it needed to be around the pop bumpers, of course, around the slingshots, uh, and then some places where there were like uh, where the ball was coming in from the return from the ramps. So that was that was a wow experience, and w- we all said it when we opened. It's like wow, this this looks pretty sharp, <laughs> and of course, once we got all the plastic off, wow. Then we were like, this is pretty amazing. So then once we got it all set up, then we flip that switch on after we, of course, you know, put the balls in and all that other stuff that we have to do. And of course, when you get excited, you don't think real straight. So we're like looking to make sure everything's good, you know, remove the packaging or anything that's in the, in the playfield glass. I mean, sorry, on the playfield. And then of course we close it up and we're like, oh, we forgot to put the balls in. Oops. <laughs> so we had to take the glass all off again. You know, typical when you get excited. And what was amazing is that the the balls were actually pretty good quality. I I was expecting, you know, typical Stern balls where they're, you know, they have like little scratches on them. They don't look real shiny. These were nice stock pinballs. So, and there were no oil on them. I was wiping them down and there was no oil. So I was like, well, this is pretty nice. So anyway, put in the game. And uh, when we fired it on, wow, the light show, (laughs) just how it does that cycle through all the lights turning red as it lights each one individually going around. And then when it starts doing all the different RGB effects with the different colors, I was like, this is like a Jersey Jack game, like Wizard of Oz that remind me of it, where it had all the different colors. And I was like, whoa, this is this is pretty awesome light show.
2: I'm not recalling for sure, so so correct me if I'm wrong, but it has
1: RGB inserts and RGB GI, right? That is correct. It's all RGB lighting. Yeah, that's so there's, that's dope. It's really dope. And especially for the for the amount that you get as far as the, the for the price, you can't beat it. And it's not the typical, um, you know, when you get an LED kit, it's, it, they're like little boards that are all around the inserts. And it really looks like it, the light is shining up through the inserts, but not like getting masked by the, it's plastic. It's right. like, it's pure color. I don't know how to describe it, but it really pops and looks beautiful when you uh, play the game.
2: I was mentioning this to you earlier, but I was, uh, over at, uh, at Mike's house and I was checking out his Hot Wheels the other day and I noticed that like the big blue arrows, not only do they light up, but they actually do kind of a sequence, like a pulse lighting so that it looks like it's strobing in the direction that you're supposed to shoot the ball. And I mean, it's just, you know, it's obviously it's just a few LEDs and they're doing it, but it's just like it's such a great touch. It reminded it me kind of of like on um, Big Bang Bar, you know, when you first see that ramp with the arrows telling you, "Hey, hit the ball up here," and it's just it's such a great touch, and it's just so much better than just a light bulb blinking. American pinball, like totally agree. those
1: guys totally agree. make some cool stuff, man. I I was really impressed with yeah with the lighting and like you said the strobing effect that you get or uh, the I guess marquee effect where you said that the arrow it kind of like pulses and fills up the arrow with those lights. It really helps you when you're playing the game to know which shot to go for when they pulse instead of just flashing and blinking. So yeah, I totally agree with you. And and it's neat because it does that when it applies to the mode that you start. Because one thing that's cool about Hot Wheels, and we'll talk about the gameplay in a second, is how you can stack several modes together. And it's just a joy to play uh, when you go through the different things as far as the different multi balls and the battles and all that stuff it's it's so much fun I can't I can't describe it it's just it's a fun game it's not a frustrating game you don't it's not like a Steve Ritchie game where you just want to throw the machine across the room when it drains out the left out lane you you, you don't get mad at you're like "Oh, oh well I drained you know but you get excited to just keep going. Yeah. yeah it's, it's a, it's it's a awesome. friendly game. It's approachable. Like right. you see
2: it. And even if you're not a pinball aficionado, like you want to go over and find out what this is about and, and punch the start button and, and have a good time. You know, there's a lot of pinballs and, and we had alluded to this earlier you know, everyone's like, oh my God, it's just, it's not deep enough. It's not, you know, hardcore enough. It's not grown up enough. It's, it's not mean enough. And it's just like, man, difficulty and and depth. And, and sometimes that shit just, it's overrated and don't get me wrong. You know, I would love to say that that game's going to last forever in a home environment. And maybe it will, and maybe it won't, but at least right now, everybody that, you know, wants to play it and wants to have fun and wants to enjoy it and it's just it's such a friendly approachable inviting game uh you know i think it's i think it's a genius theme and i i really hope that uh it has long legs and that american pinball keeps making them i think that those guys have had a few themes now that people have just pissed on, you know, they've just been so brutal to Houdini and so brutal to Oktoberfest and so brutal to Hot Wheels. And I think
1: all of those themes are genius. I think so too. And Hot Wheels appeals to all ages. It appeals to my age group. It appeals to my son. It appeals to people, you know, to kids that are, you know, nine and 10 years old. It it's just a great theme. I I'm surprised they don't have this at family fun centers. I mean, if I was an owner, I would get one because I'm sure you would get a lot of quarter drops with kids wanting to, you know, play that game. Yeah. Every so, Chuck E. Cheese should have a Hot Wheels. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm sorry. Exactly. I tell And it's, it's reliable. When I talked to uh, Joe from pinball star, he was saying that out of all the games, Hot Wheels had the least amount of problems for the operators. So that was pretty impressive to hear that. Admittedly, there's not much to break. Right.
2: But, you know, again, uh, and I think that we talked about this, Guns and Roses doesn't have anything on it to really break. And those things are breaking all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just one of those things no where it's like Hot Wheels is, you know, American pinball's games are, are well built. And, uh, you know, again, they're they're not just going for that same old, you know, 40 something white guy theme. They're they're trying to do things that, you know, other people can can go around. And again, I think with the themes that they've chosen, you know, you've got your Oktoberfest, which is perfect for a bar or a bar and grill or something like that. You've got your Hot Wheels, which is great for a family fun center. And if you want something frustrating and evil, that's why they made Houdini.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and the thing that, yeah, go ahead, Spencer. Oh,
2: yeah. The amount of time
0: I'm going to go backwards at Houdini, the amount of time that they were able to take that, you know, where it was just, you know, a box of lights with nothing that worked. And working into a fully functioning, presentable game was, what, six, seven months? Which, I mean, and we've all talked about it, all agreed, it should be applauded. And, you know, I've I played, I've only played, I I know a couple of people mm-hmm. who bought Hot Wheels because of COVID. I've only played Hot Wheels on location. And um, that game was just, I mean, it, it it checks all the boxes. It just does. Light show, theme, theme integration. Gameplay, sound. I mean, it just, it, it checks all the boxes really nicely.
1: The sound is very good. And it it has a, even a built-in amplifier that you can adjust the levels. So you can, you know, put more bass on it. It has a subwoofer built in. And the other thing that I really like, the way that they incorporated the screen. They did this with Houdini too, but I like how it's like the scoreboard. Because you have the scaffolding around it or the catwalks, whatever you call that, that are around that screen to go with the artwork. And what I love about it is it's okay to be off center. It didn't bother me one bit. Everybody was always complaining on Pinside, oh, that should be in the center. No, it doesn't have to be at all. It's kind of cool to have it a little off to the left to give it some variety. Yeah, it's different. And yeah, it's different. And the, on top of that, it's back glass. It's not a translate. This is printed Back glass. Oh, really? So, so I was impressed with that too. And even when I took the glass off, the glass is way thicker than what you get on a stern game. Way thicker. So it, it's just like and, and and on top of that, also, the build quality of the cabinet is pine. It's not particle board. It's oh, way, wow. way better. And that machine, by the way, was really heavy trying to get that <laughs> down my stairs. 300 pounds. That thing was not light. Luckily we kept the box from tipping over and had it on a uh, hand truck and slowly went one step at a time on the side of my house. And we rolled it in without any problems. But nice. I was out of breath when we got down to the end, to the last stair. <laughs> I was like, my, oh, that, that's
0: wow. as soon as I moved here, like I was in my new house literally a week and I ordered an Escalera
1: yeah, I know. I know. I, I would order one, too, if I had more games, but only one. It's like, well, I don't have to invest in that. You should talk to Cheddar, yet. man. I swear he keeps buying <laughs> cheap Escaleras from someone in Reno.
2: <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. I mean, he's like, hey, are you going to Reno? Can you pick up an Escalera for me? I'm like, yes, I'm going to Reno, but I'm going in a Ford Fusion. So, no, I can't pick up an Escalera. But, yeah, you know, he's he just picked one up and we used it to get... Uh, my creature out of his house, which, you know, he has a house, which I don't know if you've been to, uh, Eric's house, but you know, there's steps going in, there's steps coming out. There's no easy ingress and egress from that place. And he has this escalera now. And I was all like, man, this thing is definitely worth what they cost if you live in Shana a house. Shanna got one depth, too. Man. Genius.
1: Shanna has one. He yeah, loves Shana it. Shanna needs and, one and, though. And he needs it for his house. That dude, you have to go up
2: like three flights of stairs <laughs> yes. that are all old and decrepit and evil. When I first went over to his house, I'm like, how do you get the pinballs in? He's like, oh, I just take them up the steps. I'm like, you are out of your mind.
0: <laughs> you, you
3: are out of your
0: mind. Movie, man. <laughs> It's Indiana Jones and Shannon's
1: Stairway of Doom. Yeah. Oh my gosh. If yeah, you want to play pinball at Mount Shannon, get climbing. <laughs> oh, it's, it, it's an adventure, man. You're going like up a mountain and going up those stairs. And then often all of a sudden it's like, Oh, it's worth yeah. the adventure because then you you walk it's in and cool. it's like, there's some good pins you know, to the, play. The first part of that adventure is just
2: unloading the game. It's just backing your truck mm-hmm. up that driveway. Oh, yeah, that no driveway kidding. is crazy steep. So you don't see anything. You just see the sky <laughs> yeah. and you're just like, where like, am I about to back into the garage? Am I about to back <laughs> into the steps? Where am I at? And then once you get to the top of the driveway, then it's like, all right, you get the game off. And it's like, now it's time for the stairs. And I'm just like, well, this is this is
1: your part of the battle, man. I did mine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. When he said he just did it by himself with the Escalera, he's like i should have got this a long time ago <laughs> but he got a good deal on it and he loves it so yeah i it's think pretty he awesome. got hooked up through through chatter so yeah talk to, yeah talk to eric neff that guy seems to be the Escalera whisperer these days that's nice yeah, yeah so anyway yeah so we got it down and uh so now i guess we could talk about gameplay the light show is is awesome of course it you know all full rgb Uh, It even has the kind of effect that we saw in Rick and Morty, where it does the spotlight, you know, going back and forth. It does that, too, but with different colors. Um, Yeah, it's it's a blast as far as the uh, light show goes. I always loved that spotlight,
2: like in attract mode. I remember that really specifically from Last Action Hero. And I always thought that was just the coolest. Like maybe it was like, I mean, I guess it's all the purview of who designed the light show, but I always thought that was one of the neater ones better than just having the lights blink.
1: Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so the sound was good. I didn't have the sound adjusted on the first night just because I was just like, I got to play this game. So I just, hit the start button. And it was so funny. The first ball, (laughs) it went up the ramp, no problem. And then when it got to the return where the hole was, it just stopped. (laughs) I was like, "Uh Oh, what's going on here? Suppose there's a little metal tab that just needed to be broken in as you played it. But it just like stuck there and the ball was sitting and I was like, okay, let's shake the machine. And then it, it fell down. Once we started hitting that ramp over and over again, it started, um, having no problem. Yeah. You got to put, you got to put 500 games on that thing,
2: honestly, before you even start really like, you know, like it's still stiff and, and brand new out of the box. So I was going to ask you like, so how was the, you know, beyond just the getting it out of the box, getting the legs set up, like when you turned it on, so everything worked great. Uh, how, how about the, uh, the gameplay Mm -hmm. wise, have you had to go in and do
1: a lot of tweaking and adjusting? No, I didn't have to do any adjusting when we, we unboxed it. There were some things I noticed that I just put off. Um, the left flipper was slightly lower than it was supposed to be like literally by two millimeters, but I saw it because you could see with the dots, you know, with, uh, the place where you can put your toothpicks, right? Um, it was slightly lower and it was funny because when I was playing, I'm like, this is weird. This right, this left flipper feels a little different than the right one, just because it, it seems like it's just not shooting fast enough. So I was thinking, well, maybe I'm getting some flipper fade, but it happened like immediately when I started playing it. So, uh, today I was playing around with it and I adjusted it. And now, whoa, now it really shoots good, especially going up that right ramp. it, was kind of struggling with the way it was set up before. So I, of course, loosened it up, tightened it. And of course, the first time I did it, I didn't tighten it hard enough and it (laughs) it immediately just went boom, you know, and and went out of alignment. Um, So I fixed that. and you know what? You gotta be
2: careful not to go too tight. You know, one of the things that you might've done when you adjusted it is you might've given it a little up and down play which is going to free up your, it's going to free up some of the power. You know, if you have those things like super torqued down, you know, and they're, they're on there too tight. Yeah. It's just, you know, you're, you're losing power because it's trying to move the flipper rather than it moving freely.
1: Correct. Correct. And that, that's what I was careful. That's why I didn't tighten it as hard, but it wasn't tight enough. (laughs) It, it, as soon as the ball hit it, yeah, it was like, out of whack. Yeah, you just so want I just like want a to credit card worth of up and down, yes. right? Of, right above the bushing and under the bat. Yes, exactly. So I, will be yeah, I'm going to check it again, but yeah, it it plays really well now. And and um, now I got that adjusted. But no, as far as any things that stop the play, like the experience with Stranger Things when the post flew out, you know, nothing, nothing like that at all. It was seamless. It didn't have any issues whatsoever, and we played. I don't know, probably like 10, 15 games, just playing it and having a great time. And it wasn't real difficult with the rules, which we can talk about now, the gameplay. It's pure adrenaline and super fun to shoot. The most satisfying shot on that game, and you might agree with me, Dan and Spencer, is the left orbit that goes to the ramp. And it reminds me of Stranger Things, but it's smoother. It just flies up that left orbit and then all of a sudden it comes around that, the, you know, the, the blue return ramp. And then it's just got that nice, smooth, smooth feel to it. The other thing that's neat about the geometry, I guess we'll talk about geometry instead, is <laughs> if you shoot the orbit, the inner orbit, it sometimes is a perfect shot where it just smooth as glass goes around. But if you don't hit it right, sometimes it rattles in that left orbit and other times it doesn't go far enough that it almost seems like there's a diverter up there causing it. But all it's doing is hitting the little bumpers that are on the edge of the opening before it goes past the pop bumpers. And I like that random play. It's like, is there something wrong with this game? It's like, because I'm, you know, and then I was thinking. No, it's just random and it happens and it happens if you go to left orbit or you go the right orbit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I noticed it's that. As interesting.
0: Well. I noticed that. Did as you well. notice that? Yeah. Yeah, again, I I like it. I mean, it's it's and those shots in that inner, that inner orbit are a little tighter. They're not they're not impossible like nothing like
1: um, you know Houdini but not like Houdini at all no
0: but they're a little tighter and you got to be a little more precise but once you get the the you know, shot down you can make it with, with pretty good regularity and then you know like I said it, it was a, it's, I find it to be a very nice evenly balanced play build left and right flipper shots some real easy some require a little more you know precise shooting but well balanced. Like I said, it just out of the box, it seems like it's just a good overall total
1: experience. Game, you know, it's in, just, all, it's, in all ways. In all the ways, other thing, you know, when, when Doug was helping me or when, after he, we unpacked it, Doug noticed, he said, wow, that display, really has good resolution. And I was looking at it carefully. I'm like, I know, you know, with sc- small screens, you can't really tell a difference. For some reason, that display has a really nice picture, uh, better than I've seen, like on a stern. It, yeah. The resolution is really good on it.
0: You know, if it weren't for Deadpool being the theme, I mean, we, Russ and I both love the gameplay itself and the theme being the fact that we're such big Deadpool fans. Um, you know, I, I'd seriously consider going with the Hot
1: Wheels. Um, but Deadpool won. Wow, uh, Deadpool that's one. that says a lot. That says a lot. Um,
0: Rusty hadn't had a chance to play it yet because, you know, she hadn't been, you know, before we left California, she really hadn't been going out much. So, um, yeah, but uh, uh, yeah, man, that's how much I like that game. And it's high on my list. Like, like, you know, Deadpool uh, attack from Mars, if I could get one and then Hot Wheels would be right after that,
1: you know. And what's so great is, okay, the ramps are great. Those are fun to shoot. The orbits are awesome. But then they thought of something that we all love from solid state games our inline drop targets. And yeah. they did that. They did that. They had an inline drop target that you have to hit to add your track pieces, which will qualify a multiball called track multiball. And when you shoot it, you can get it into the saucer behind it. So you hit it and it immediately pops back up. So yeah, what a great a, like, way. Spider-Man web slinger. Yes. Like, it's so, it's so cool.
2: It's just such it's a so cool, cool idea. Cool.
1: It's so cool. And it it's, it's like split second timing. it's like, it goes down, it goes right back up. It's like, you're like, Oh, I can add a more, uh, you know, another track piece. And then finally it goes down and you lock the ball. And what's unique is you're not locking one and then two and three balls. You just lock one ball and all of a sudden multi-ball starts. So it's almost like a virtual lock, but at the same time, it's just locks one ball in that saucer. And then it has the, the buck that just pops it right out and it loops fine. Now I had it a little low on uh, the power because I wanted to have the machine a little more higher than six degrees. It was a little too floaty. They recommend six degrees, but when I talked to, um, Oh, who was it? Uh, David, I think it is, uh, over at American Pinball, he was telling me that he has his at 6.3. I put mine at 6.5 just because I like to have it a little more steeper and not so floaty when it hits the uh, uh, the, the uh, slingshots and when you're trying to trap the ball on the flippers. So I had it at 6.5. What happened, though, is once it got to that point where it was a little steeper, it didn't make it all the way around that loop I don't, I don't. I guess that like U-turn, if you want to call it that, where it, you know, shoots up and then it kind of twists around and goes on to the ramp. Um, I was kind of like, mm, that's kind of interesting that it's not always doing it correctly. So I just upped it just by one tick to increase the power of the VUC. And it works perfectly now. There's not one reject, but I had a lot of rejects at first until I upped the power a little bit. And as far as flippers go, I upped the power by one notch too. So instead of 25, which is the factory setting, I upped it to 26, but honestly, that's plenty of power. Uh, I know some other people have it like up to 40, which is, that's like stern snappy flippers. But I, I, I didn't, uh, that's, yeah. that's
0: breaking plastic. Said. That's breaking
1: plastic. Yeah, I, I don't want to have it up to that, to that level. So I was happy with 26. Um, so anyway, that that's great. They got the inline targets and they have an inline target on the right hand side that you have to shoot into a saucer to start a battle mode maybe. And the other thing is it will let you do an add a ball and it's not an easy shot because it's really far off to the right. So when I'm seeing all these things, it made me think of how there's so many different games within this one game. It's like a compilation of the greatest games. Did did you notice that?
2: Dan, I you know what it always reminds me, even though it's not really similar and it, it could be thematically that it reminds me and just maybe the some of the plastics and the basic design and the car theme. It always really reminds me of getaway. Uh, yes, but it, it just it has just again, it's it's a really I mean, I don't want to say basic in like a bad way. So don't read it as bad. It's just a really wonderful example of good theming and very very efficient play field design Light like, is more right? mean, it, more is more but okay. it it has a lot of stuff in it that you know feels good like you know it has up kickers and it has inline drops and it has big ramps and it has spinners and it has pop right with, has with spinners, red line wheels on top of it and it has you know it has everything that you know a good game needs to have. and yes. it it does it at a you know super affordable, especially in this day and age price, uh, with a a crowd friendly theme. Uh, and really good use of, 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 the, of the material. You know, like I said, I think that game is an absolute winner and I'm, uh, I'm really happy that you brought one home.
1: Yeah, I'm really happy too. And it's the only one in Reno. Uh, there's a lot of people I know that are getting cactus canyons. They're getting the, um, uh, obviously Godzilla, which we'll talk about later today. Uh, but I wanted to get something that nobody else had. And I really wanted to see an honest opinion on what they thought. So, uh, Gameplay. Let's talk about gameplay. There's some really fun modes in it and it's really neat how you can stack all these different things and they're all going at once, but you still know what you're doing. It It's very clear on what you have to do. Number one, because it says it right on the On the LCD, of course, you usually don't look at that when you're playing, but you hear the call outs and it will say, you know, shoot the left ramp, shoot the right ramp, shoot the spinner, all those kinds of things. The way that they incorporated the assets really makes the game fun and campy, but it's perfect for just the artwork and and just the whole package. You got to have something that's cheesy and and, and I love it you know,
0: because people think Hot Wheels is a kid's thing, but it doesn't talk down to you as an adult.
1: No, it doesn't. No, it 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 definitely appeals to all ages. And who doesn't like stop anim- animation? Come on. I mean, everybody, I mean, what do we do? We watch, uh, you know, all the Tim Burton movies and everything. Yeah, that stop animation is really perfect for that theme. And it makes it so much fun with the, uh, with all the, the, the story, you feel like you're in a story and you have to, you know, defeat. Oh, is it, I think it's dragon, right? Isn't that the main villain? I always forget what his uh, name you is. Know what?
0: I honestly don't remember. I is it, is it my mania ones? I'll look it up. But yeah, I think it's oh, dragon yeah. is,
1: is the, uh, the villain, the the main villain. Okay. And he unleashes monsters that you have to qualify by hitting the battle target. So what does that sound like? Mm, sounds like Deadpool, right? You got to spe- spell, spell right. Deadpool. To start a battle, okay. So, but what's cool is the targets are not straight across; they're curved, so it makes it a little more challenging to hit those. Now, most of the time, I don't really go for them because they're deadly when you go for them deliberately. But it just hits it accidentally, and all of a sudden, you know, you, you get a, a monster battle qualified. But the way that they did each battle really makes it fun. One of the things is the T-Rex and what you have to do is you have to shoot the spinners to charge up the amount of power you have to throw a car at them. <laughs> so you have to throw, you have to shoot the spinner, charge it up, and then you have to hit the ramp and launch the car at them. And it has the same kind of uh, um, indicator for health meter. So you can see exactly how close you are to defeating the uh, monster and what's interesting is it's not easy to beat the monster every time. I don't know if you feel that too, Dan, when you played it, but I I rarely can just defeat uh, the T-Rex. Um, definitely not the Cobra Snakes. That one you have to shoot all the different shots that are lit. Um, the monkey one or the uh, the gorilla is fun where you have to hit the, um, the stand-up targets. And those targets then allow you to defeat it. And then it might throw in another shot just to, to, to make it a little more um, exciting. And then there's the the triceratops, and that one's fun too. The use of the shaker motor makes it even more fun because it choreographs with the video. So when you're, when you're playing it, when the T-Rex is stomping, or the Triceratops is smashing the buildings as it's going left and right. Oh, wait, 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 you, hold on. You feel that. It comes with a shaker motor too? It, that it used to when it was the first 500, but I bought it and fortunately it got there the same day the game was delivered. Okay. Um, so you added, I was like, I, I was I like, dude, it. that thing, that's just, that's disgusting. Okay.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I added it.
1: No, it wasn't included. in when they first announced it, when they um, started production, producing them uh they did have the first 500 include a shaker motor which is pretty awesome now it does have a topper now the topper is nothing to brag about it, you know it's just a flat cool. piece of touch, but it's cool it looks cool and it adds just a little bit to the game you know having it on top of the back box i mean it beats the 200 one for guns and roses i mean exactly. it probably doesn't beat it but it's free and that's always the right price right right exactly Um, So anyway, the monster battles are great. Um, If you can play a Hot Wheels, those are great. But they add more things to it. Another one is the race. And that one is super fun because you have to shoot the left orbit to start it. And on the very top, there's a magnet. Now, it's pretty interesting what we're talking about. It has all the elements that we love to have in a game, right? We wanted magnets. We want a vok. We want spinners. We want targets. We want drop targets. It's got all of that. That's what I like. It, it has all those things that we love in pinball uh, in one game. So you don't have to go, oh man, I wish it had pop bumpers, or, oh, I wish it had more spinner. It's, it's just got the nice balance of everything. Um, but with the race, it keeps track of how long it takes for you to get to the finish line. And it's not easy because you have 12 shots that you have to make on the orbits and on the ramps. And they switch around, but the inserts are pretty obvious what you have to hit as you go in sequence from 12th all the way to first place and hit the shocker flag. Really fun. And it's not easy to get to it because um, you might have other modes going on or you might have multiball going on, which might throw off your progress to get all those shots. So that's really awesome. And then it keeps track of the time that it took you to get to the finish line, which then starts the victory multi-ball, which is another fun thing to do where you're like racing, but you have multi-balls trying to get all the uh, different inserts and be able to hit the super jackpot. So that's fun. Then there's loop crash multiball. So when you start that, it grabs the ball, it launches another ball, hits it to deflect it. And then, while you're playing the multiball, if you shoot back up that left orbit, it will grab the ball and then you have to shoot it to hit the ball off of the magnet again to get like a super jackpot. Super clever. Just love that. The other thing is the um, the track multiball. That's the easy one. That would be the one for beginners who don't know what the heck they're doing. I think and, that's the one I've played. Right. Right. The track multiball. It's so easy right? You just hit the drop, the inline drop target where it is, um, yeah, to the hear, uh, right of that anything? left orbit I lost and mark. it will then go into the saucer and it will say, you know, track multi-ball and then it will start multi-ball and that's pretty neat. And you have the add a ball, which you can shoot on the right-hand side, uh, that will capture the ball after you hit the inline drop target to get past that. And then it adds a ball. So you get a three ball multi-ball. So that's fun. So you have all of these things going on at once and it's it's just a pure rush. But here's what's even better. We talked about getaway and we love Redline Mania, right? So for this game, they have a Redline Mania as well. But it's so addictive because what you have to do, hey Mark, is you I don't have think Spencer the, can hear you. You can't hear me? He's hey guys, uh he's can chatting. Hear me?
2: Oh, that's weird. It still says we're recording,
1: but yeah, he just, he disappeared and reappeared. Okay. Are we still recording then? Should we just wait till he comes back on? I mean, it still
2: says there's still a red dot and it's still, it still says it's recording, but hey, Spencer, can you hear us?
1: I don't think you can hear us. I don't see any indication on there. Everything just went dead. You lost my feed. Okay. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> well, this might have to be added after all. Or we could play a little elevator music while we're waiting. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> i'm not even registering uh-oh i didn't lose a connection i have no he he dropped he dropped okay okay
0: yeah guys i'm not getting anything oh, here at all um well I, I guess I can keep in, talking
2: until he gets back online. Um well he's online. Like I can I like, I I don't know yeah, what you see. You see the three I'm bars. Can't I can't hear yeah, I see three uh, bars and, and, and Mar- then I don't then the see
1: two, one, and go. So if you think yeah. that's really cool about hearing the different multi-ball challenges, there's even a greater mode, which is called Redline Mania. So if you're familiar with getaway, that's one of our favorite things to do is get that gear shift all the way up to, I think it's six, if I'm not mistaken. And then you get Redline Mania. and Which is one have more than you have to get in the getaway. That's right. That's exactly <laughs> right. So the way it works is, and this is like a totally different. I guess you could say that this is something that is very addictive to try to get every time because it's such a rush when it starts. But anyway, you have RPM targets that are in the center of your play field. And what's nice is they thought of something a little different. I've never seen this before. The targets are staggered like steps. So you got the R, the P and the M, but they're not in line all the way across together. They're staggered. So you really have to shoot for that individual target to qualify it. So what happens is when you're shooting the RPM targets, the tachometer increases the more you hit it. It also increases when you make shots that are in different modes or the different multi balls. Once you get to 10, what happens is kind of freaked me out at first i'm like oh i just broke the machine but it's so trippy because what happens as soon as you hit 10 the flippers go dead the balls drain and all of a sudden the lights start turning red and you get this energetic music about to start and it says red line mania and it's really cool because then you have a 45 second multi-ball similar to like cherry bomb like in uh, guardians of the galaxy where you have to make all the shots. And to this day, I've only had the game a couple of days now, but I have not been able to make all the shots in that 45 seconds because of course with multi-ball you can't, I mean, I could trap it and then try to make the shots, but that's where the RPM comes in because once you get the red line mania, then the flippers go dead and you continue where you left off. So if you're battling a monster, and you are halfway through it it just continues where you left off now multi-ball of course does not uh that obviously would be more difficult to have it continue from where it left off but if you're in a different mode it will continue from that progress now what's neat is once you get the red line mania then you have two times play field so we're all familiar with star wars When you hit the targets, you can get 40 times, right? Well, it's not that ridiculous. It's one time in the game when you first start it, when you get to Red Line Main, then it's two, and it matches with the gears. So you get up to fifth gear, it's five times play field. So if you want to get billions in your score, that's how you do it. How easy is it? Not easy at all, because not only do you have to hit the targets and you have to hit the targets that are um, the shots that are required in the modes. You also have to keep hitting it because if you just trap your balls and do the L1 style where you're just cradling balls, that tachometer goes down and you have to rev it up to get it back to that spot so that you can get closer to the second Red Line Mania in second gear. And I have not at all got to second gear Red line Mania. So That's there's a smart, game within a game. Honestly. Isn't that clever? Yeah, that's actually a pretty cool feature
2: because, you know, you're getting a lot more of uh, the designers are trying to figure out ways to keep players from just cradling up and sharpshooting targets, you know, guns and roses does that with their multi balls and now yes. you have this and hot wheels. And yeah, that's actually pretty cool because I think that, you know, the guys who are designing the rule sets have sort of said, okay, you know, we, we, we know what the pro players are doing. We know what the exploits are on the old games. Let's fuck them. <laughs> who, who, did,
0: who did the rule set on that?
1: Oh, gosh. Oh, who did the rule set? I should know that. I will have to look it up. Yeah, I've
2: I've heard the name, but I don't know who it was. I'll look it up real quick while you.
1: Balser Mm -hmm. did the design. Is that correct? Joe Balser? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That was his last game. Yeah, that's what he did. Um, I can't remember the person who did the coding, but anyway, that's neat. Another thing, as far as timed goes, is instead of having a timer, you have a gas gauge when you're battling the monsters. And if you run out of gas, you don't beat the monster. And what's so cool about it is y- y- in order to rev it up or not, I'm sorry, not rev it up, but add more gas to your car, you have to hit the battle targets and that will increase your time or your gas. And you'll then be able to have a better chance of defeating whoever you're battling against. Hey, so, real
2: quick, uh, uh, was game cool. design is Balser software is Joe Schober and Josh Kugler. That's Kugler,
1: yeah. Kugler, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Thanks fine. for checking that. Appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, so look at all the rules. I mean, it, and that's what's great about the game. You can go and say, all right, I'm just going to play this to get Redline Mania and that's it. Or I'm just going to battle the monsters. But they throw in another thing. They throw in this thing called epic challenges. And we're all familiar with uh, uh, Keith Elwin, where you have to hit so many ramps and so many spinners. It's the same concept. But what's clever is you have to hit the stand-up targets. And what am I thinking of here? Game of Thrones. Because Game of Thrones has those two targets where you have to hit it to lock a ball. It's in that same area where you have to hit it to qualify the Epic challenge. And that will be so many ramps, so many, uh, orbits. Uh, I think if, uh, let's see, what was the other one? Um, of course, targets, the car targets. So you have all these things that you can do, and then that starts a wizard mode. So you have dragon, you can, you have to f- defeat, you, you have a, a wizard mode for the Epic challenges. You have a, a wizard mode for Let's see. What is, what else is it? Well, I guess you could say it's a mini wizard mode for Redline mania. That's like three satisfying accomplishments in the game. So it's like you, you have that one more game feel. I want to go back and try this, or I'm going to try this strategy, or you want to go for a high score. You try to rip that RPM up to a higher level and get to third gear and then see what happens to your score. So you got the objectives if you want to go that route. And then you have the, uh, the scoring if you want to go with multipliers, but it's not multipliers that you get right away. You have to really earn it. And of course it gets progressively harder. So what I was saying before, there's a lot of variety and a compilation of the best games we've played in the past 10 years. So uh, it's awesome. Like Jurassic Park, it reminds me, when you run out of gas, you have to hit the uh the raptor pit, right? To get the gas up so that you can um be able to capture the dinosaurs in that uh escape from Nublar. So it's the same concept just with a mode. So you really have to keep those balls going <laughs> and shoot the targets. And and shoot the uh, the places where it tells you to, and you can get further in the game. But uh, it, I've talked to many people in on Pinside through the uh, Hot Wheels Challenge Accepted thread, and there's not many people that have gotten to the wizard mode. Now, Alex, he did. He did get to the wizard mode. Well, <laughs> there's a surprise. Yeah, there's no surprise there. Um, and kudos to Alex. I got to give him credit because he... Was raving about this game. And I'm like, is it really that good? So when I went to Banning and tried it out, I was like, this is pretty fun. And after I played a whole bunch of games, I came back to it. It was like, I kind of like this game. This is actually very engaging. And then I got to play it at Out of Order in Auburn. And I was like, maybe I'll get a Hot Wheels instead of a Godzilla. Cause I was really, (laughs) I was really set on a Godzilla until the price hike of you know $1,200 plus the difference of the cost when I sold Game of Thrones, I would have been spending about 3000 and that's not including shipping and all the other extra costs. It wasn't feasible for my budget. So I, I thought maybe let's go with Hot Wheels and I couldn't be more satisfied. So if you have a chance to play Hot Wheels, anyone who's listening right now, make sure you either find somebody who has one If you're in the Reno area, you can come to my house and play it. And it's just a blast. And here's the thing that's really interesting. When I invited people over on Thursday night, two of those people I invited again on Saturday, they came again. And when they played the game, I only have one game. So I was thinking, all right, people are going to get bored and they're going to leave early. We played that game from 7 o'clock to 10 nonstop and had the best time. So there you go. That's proof right there.
2: You know, what's interesting, and I feel like this might even be just a misconception or maybe it's just a knee jerk reaction because I've played Hot Wheels, you know, not nearly as much as you have now, but probably half a dozen times. And, you know, I didn't really grasp the depth of the rule set. You know, there's probably a lot more going on there than I was giving the game credit for. You know, as far as I've seen, there hasn't been one person yet who's you know played hot wheels and walked away with it you know walked away from it with a negative opinion you know it's 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 a fun game uh it has a lot going on it's definitely the best bang for your buck pinball machine going right now and uh yeah i completely agree with mark if you have your you know opportunity to get your hands on one or if you feel like you don't have an opportunity you know make an opportunity because it's well worth playing
1: and we all played whitewater, right? And you'd love it. How whitewater progresses in the music. As you get to the more of the rafts, same concept when you're in the race, every time you get into like from 12th, 11th, 10th, ninth, the music ramps up and changes as you get closer to the finish line. Just awesome. Coding, awesome coding. It's, it's a great game and it's the most affordable. Thanks to Zach Maney from flipping out. He got me the game for 67 45 shipped. So you can't beat it under $7,000 for a game that is felt like a premium, even though it doesn't have the gadgets and it doesn't have all the Macs doesn't matter. It does have the spinning car and it's not annoying because it goes faster as you get your RPM up. So that fits with the game instead of just a toy on the play field. Uh, they really thought this out well. And, uh, I just love everything about it. The artwork, everything it's, it's a, it's a, it's a great game. And when I was on the pin side thread, I was doing my research before I decided to shell out under $7,000 for a game. And I was blown away by how many positive response. Now, granted, you're going to get that in a club thread. It makes sense. But one of the comments on there, and I don't remember who it was, said that they have a huge collection and they kept going to Hot Wheels It was their favorite game out of their collection. So, yeah, pretty amazing.
2: I feel like if I got a Hot Wheels, I would swap the spinning car out for like the Starship Enterprise. Well, there you go. <laughs> there you go. So yeah, I can't.
0: Can. That's a beautiful segue, Dan. That's a so good just, segue. Yeah, I just, so it just
2: looked like it was whizzing around above the game. Y- y- yeah, yeah. I thought
0: that was gonna. I'll end it off on how it was with this. I thought that might bother me, but no, nah, it didn't. And I thought it was a really cool feature.
1: Yeah, and the sound effects are great. the the uh, the The mix of the audio is wonderful, and with the new code, you can adjust the volume of the music. You can adjust the callouts and you can adjust the sound effects, which th- can you do that in a Stern game? I don't know, but you can go in on a Stern game and
2: change the the, the voice attenuation or the effects uh, versus okay, you can. the music. Okay. But it's it's really weird the way it works. Like it kind of works the opposite of how you think it would. Okay. And it's just one of those things that you're probably better off leaving it alone unless you know what the hell you're doing. Yeah. I just, it, I just it, left it, it alone.
1: It's conceivably possible. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. But anyway, that's, that's all I can say about Hot Wheels. Play it and well, you'll not, see an, how much it is. An hour later. <laughs> yeah, I know. That
2: was a long time. I know. Hey, you're excited and that's what matters, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully we'll yeah. all be that excited every time that we get a new game.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, it was a, it was a, a great experience and I can't wait to play it more and more.
0: And Dan, you got a new
2: game too. I did. I, uh, I picked up another Star Trek. Uh, this is a pro it, it was, a uh, it was used, but it's nice. It was, uh, from one of the guys in the group. So really, really nice to have a uh, Star Trek pro back in my life. It's got a shaker motor. So, you know, it, it'll, it'll rumble when you hit the vengeance and it's got the, uh, the tilt topper, which is really, really cool mirror blades, um, a lot of the other kind of mods that you would expect that game to have. And, uh, you know, I still, you know, always kind of was kicking myself for selling my premium because I do think that Star Trek is, I mean, I'm not going to say it's Steve Ritchie's best stern. I mean, I know you can make an argument for ACDC, although I think that game is ugly. I know you can make an argument for Spider-Man, although oh, that game is pretty awesome. It's just a little bit older. But, I mean, I did think that Star Trek was a lot of fun. And, of course, thematically for me, it works. So I think
0: it's the best shooting game. I, it's my That and then a very, very close, like just barely behind it, is Spider-Man
1: for me personally. Yeah, I agree 100%. Star Trek is a fantastic game.
0: It's as smooth as it gets.
1: Fantastic game. I love the the flow. I mean, it's the it's the classic Steve Ritchie flow. You gotta love that warp ramp when you can get that thing going. Oh, it's such a trip. It's awesome. I
2: always love the fact that the Stern Star Trek feels like uh, a narrow, uh, faster version of the Next Generation. Like it's definitely an yes. evolution of that playfield design. Oh, exactly. Yes. I totally agree. Yes, and and I love having the big central toy that you fight. You know, I've always thought that that was a cool feature, and it's not just a bash toy because it has the drop target, it has the magnet, it has the the laser kicker. So, really excited to have Star Trek back in my life. Uh, I'll I'll think I'll think twice before getting rid of it again. Uh, and mostly besides that, I've been picking up mods for Mandalorian. Nice. So I don't know if when you were here, I had the, uh, the steel ramps yet, but I have the steel ramps in it now, which is a humongous, humongous improvement. If you have a Mandalorian pro, it's almost insane to not spend the couple hundred dollars, uh, that Logan pinball wants. And, uh, because they mount at the top and the bottom, it just, it feels so much more solid. It actually gives the game, uh, a premium feeling that it was really lacking. Because I don't know if uh, – I know you played a Mandalorian Pro because you played the one that I have, yes. uh, Mark. I don't know if uh, if Spencer's had a chance to spend much time on one.
0: I played about eight games on the one over at that brewery last time oh, I was at, up. Oh, and
2: that movement in Rancho. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, the big failing of that game is that it has those multi-piece plastic ramps. That's right. And just it, you know, the ball would go across the ramps and the ramps would kind of wiggle and then, you know, you'd shake the game and the ramps would kind of wobble. And it just, it really felt kind of low rent. I mean, not zizzle bad, but, you know, certainly not like, Hey man, I just spent, you know, six, $7,000 on this. Where's my quality? And it's it's ridiculous that Stern couldn't, you know, spend a couple hundred more bucks and throw some wire forms on those ramps, uh, you know, and do them as a, a more one piece design. Although, you know, I'm sure it makes sense from a cost uh, and a production standpoint. And I mean, hey, I'm sure if I broke a ramp, I would appreciate only needing to pick up, you know, a couple foot of the ramp rather than a four hundred dollar, you know, gigantic ramp assembly. But yeah, I just it was really ruining that game for me. You know, it played, I'm sure it played fine, but it just, it felt very, very low rent. And mm-hmm. I, uh, you know, the other side of it is, you know, just aesthetically, it just gives the game a, a, a premium look. It gives the game the kind of look that you expect, uh, a newer pinball machine to have.
1: That's great. Uh, and I'm not I, I'm, a plastic I, yeah. ramp
2: hater. I love plastic ramps.
1: Yeah. You know, but just having it crisscross, To block the play field just doesn't look aesthetically pleasing, right?
2: Yeah. It just, you know, again, it just, it looked a little cheesy.
1: Yeah. And, you know, that really, that really
2: cleans it up. You know, Cliffy's made some, uh, some better protectors for the main ramp that I'm sure are going to, you know, stiffen up that experience. So I'm going to have to pick those up. I haven't got those in there yet. Uh, and I did get the Ace Jedi Grogu does something mod. Oh, you did? i i do have one of those it's ready to install i just i need to put it in the game but yeah you know i got to i got to spend some time on uh on his limited edition which he's already got just modded to the nines they've got these detonator covers that look really really cool for the flasher lights they've got dark trooper covers for the uh for the uh flashers and i mean they look really really cool uh the cara dune decal which i think is being sold through uh, i don't i don't know who's selling it but you know that that looked kind of neat but of course you know when it comes to mandalorian i think that the big mods going to be a grogu mod and while from what i'm hearing joe might be finished with his run of those mods if you haven't if you don't have one ordered you can't get one from him he did post the instructions how to do it on uh, side and on uh, Facebook for free. You can pick yourself up a Grogu toy and mod it yourself. I'm pretty sure he sells the pieces to help you do that. Or there are some other people who are selling the mod. Although, you know, having, having bought one from the originator, I mean... I can't say if theirs are going to be better or worse, but they're going to have a lot of, of living up to, to do because his is insanely detailed and
1: really, really well done. Where can we see that video of it in action? I I wish I could have saw it in person um, when I was up in Sacramento, but.
2: So there are several videos of the Grogu mods on the internet. Okay. And, you know, for the most part, Basically, the way that it works is is pretty genius. Um, essentially, you you install the, you know you you remove the existing plastic figurine, and you put the new figure in place. You run the wires underneath the playfield. Uh, you pick up power down by your coin door. Uh, it plugs into the bill acceptor, and the actual mod itself is triggered uh, by light. So what you do is you run it to the child lamp or if you want it to work more, you can put it on a more active lamp. If you want it to work less, you can put it on a less active lamp or a that's that's clever. And yeah, so you have some tunability to it. Um, you know, you can do several things, you know, depending on, on the version of the mod that you buy and the options that you choose, you know, to make it more adjustable. You can change, you know, the speed that he reacts um, and whatnot. But just usually, I think the way it seems to look real good is if you hook it to the child light, when the child is lit, you know, the child animates. His his mouth moves, his eyes move, he has an arm that moves. And, you know, it doesn't like... it doesn't change anything about the game gameplay wise, but it adds that magic in, which I think a lot of people feel like, you know, one of the things about pinball and, you know, one of the things that, you know, your Hot Wheels does real well with its spinning Hot Wheel. Even if, you know, it's the dumbest feature ever and people feel like it doesn't do anything, <laughs> right. it adds life to the play field. Yes. It adds movement and motion and it's exciting. And so that's kind of what this does. It's like the dinosaur on Jurassic Park or, you know, the, the building on Godzilla, you know, which we're going to talk about, but you know, it, it, it inserts the mechanical magic. And I think yeah. to a lot of people, the Canadians of the world, like, you know, not to, not to put too fine a point on it, you know, to them, they might not be looking for gameplay as much as they're looking for magic. You know, mm-hmm. they're looking for that moment where thing pops out of the play field and grabs the ball. Which, you know, I got to have a very special moment with that the other day. I was hanging out with uh, with Brian and our buddy Mike Garcia, and Brian's little boy, who's four years old, was playing Adam's family, and Thing popped out to grab the ball, and he flipped his shit. <laughs> dad, 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 did you see the hand comes out of the play field and grabs the ball? Like, in that moment, like, he was just completely and totally in that world. And it took me back to when I first saw that. And I mean, shoot, man, I was a teenager when I saw that. And I was just enchanted by the hand coming out. So was I. Yep. You're right. You know, and that's, so I think. I right you know the first time you blow up a castle on medieval madness or you load three balls in the supercharger you know and you get that that mechanical goodness so you know is it is it that drastic no but it does give you a feeling of motion that i feel like that game otherwise lacked
1: that's yeah that's that's great that joe was able to make that work um i really want to see that you know the funny thing about
2: that too was when that game came out you know he fucking straight up told me hey i'm gonna do this and i was just like yeah man i can't wait to see it and then the next thing i know he's like i did this and i was like god damn man you weren't screwing around were you and he's like nope <laughs> i was not you know and he did it in like what like a week ten days? Right? Week,
0: yeah. Yeah. like oh yeah dude, Fucking done,
2: you know. Exactly. You know, he went from I'm gonna do this to I have a working prototype to here's how you do it inside of two weeks.
0: The clue is 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 if you know Joe, you know, his (laughs) moniker on on pin side is ace Jedi. I mean, he's you know, he's a hardcore Star Wars fan. So, you know, this, you know, was like it's like peanut butter and jelly, man. Star Wars and Pinball, you know, right? How can you not get behind that? And in a theme where Ah, You know, like Mandalorian's kind of for a lot of us, kids that I'll say kids, even though I'm almost 56, um, that grew up with the original trilogy, saw original run in the theaters. Um, Mandalorian's like the closest thing to that. You know, the prequels, the sequels, there's there's still some goodness in all those. But, you know, just it didn't hit the mark for, for me personally like the original trilogy, Mandalorian did that. Like for oh, yeah. every episode, we we've oh, sat down yeah, good. as a family and watched it together. And I can't tell you another TV show that's been on the air for any length of time where, you know, me, Rusty, and all the kids, and my dad would all sit down and watch that together.
2: Yeah, you know, when Mandalorian, Mandalorian bust did. onto the scene, like, it reignited, like, the hope that Star Wars could still be cool. Yes, you know, like it, it, it took the bad taste of, you know and I mean? I'm not trying to shit on something that people love, but like, you know, it kind of took the, the rise of Skywalkers and the last Jedi's and, and the phantom menaces and just sort of said, yeah, you know, all that stuff exists but you know this is this is what you want this is the the space western gunslinging badasses you know evil bad guys doing evil bad guy things and you know cool looking aliens and it's just yeah and so you know the pinball machine for me was you know again as as a theme it was just something that like i i knew i was going to want and as a game uh, it's really grown on me. Like I was initially, like I started playing it and I said, hey, I, I see the genius here. You know, I see why this game is cool and I, I'm into it. It's got a real smart rule set. It's got really nice art. It's got really, really good sound. Like I want one of these, like this is worth getting. Right. And the mods that they've done for this game are really like making it into the game that it probably always should have been. And I mean, it's it's pretty cool. I would say that what you get now, is that you know you can get into the game and you know make it your own you know add add the mods that you want you know like i'm gonna add you know i've mine's got a shaker uh it's got the grogu it's got the the metal ramps i'm gonna put side uh side art in and that's pretty much what i'll do you know and other people you know they're Adding in the Star Wars action figures and you know stickers and and all sorts of other cool mods are being made out there. Many many of them by Ace Jedi, so look them up if you want them. And uh, you know it's uh, you know you can definitely make that game into the uh, the Star Wars playset of your dreams, much like your Hot
1: Wheels playset. Right, <laughs> and with Hot Wheels, it's very similar. You can exchange it with your own cars. Just with that, Velcro.
0: Bring that if, up. Yeah, um, yeah. They did just yeah, make a cool whole thing.
1: shitload of like uh,
2: retro actor, retro like 1970, like late 1970s style Star Wars action figures. Oh, that's cool. All the Mandalorian characters.
1: Oh, that's really cool. <laughs> that's cool. Well, see, that's what's great. If you can customize your game and really make it your own, like you said, adding your own action figures or adding your own Hot Wheels cars, it just gives that personalized feeling, you know, that, you know, you have something that you can relate to in your childhood and, and that nostalgia. So, yeah.
2: Yeah. Plus now I have Star Trek and I have Star Wars. Yeah. so like maybe if they make like a battlestar galactica pinball machine there you you go like there you go man it's all good i'll have all the all the space franchises what else do i need (laughs) that's right
0: well and you got your completely redone creature which is done now
2: uh done no in process yes the playfield's in playfield looks really good uh mark helped me uh Help me put some games on that bad boy. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, that was it, fun. it 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 humbled us. It is it is not it is not kind or friendly. It still needs some tweaking, but everything seemed to be working really really nicely. Back glass looks great. Uh, color DMD in it now, which is just fantastic. I, I even forgot I actually added color DMDs to both Shadow and uh, World Cup Soccer. So oh, yeah, nice. I, I have been kind of active, but uh. Yeah, man, Creature is going to be just, uh, if I can get that, when I get that cabinet done, I've got the yard, I've got the rails, I've got the black legs. I just, I need to get that project finished and that game is going to be,
1: Gorgeous. Beautiful. Well, Dan, do, thanks again for letting me be uh, over at your house. I loved seeing your collection. It's oh,
2: no, for sure, impressive. man.
1: Very impressive. It's a little more accessible
2: now. I did a bunch of cleaning after you left. I was so ashamed of my my hoard, my hoard <laughs> of junk blocking off Medieval Madness and Theater from uh, Theater Magic and Black Knight 2000. I got all motivated and cleaned house and put a bunch of stuff away and got rid of things. So oh, good now you. you can actually get to my games. Of course, I needed... I quickly filled some of that space out with star trek so oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> that's the problem i make room and i have to fill it with a pinball machine yeah yeah it's a sickness <laughs> <laughs> yeah so what about you spencer uh how's the uh project get a deadpool going
0: um. Okay. Yeah. So I'm glad you brought that up, man, and uh mods and all that cool stuff. Because I'm looking at mods for it. I still haven't got it yet. You know that December run. So then, um, you know, I'm like, fucking cool, man. Because you and I talked about it a lot. I'm like, yeah, man. I I already paid cash for it. I mean, ATM card, you know, bank card. So, but I mean, you know, it paid here cash money. No, I want to. It's like, well, you can pay us in in December, when No, no, let me pay you now, man. I want, I want the game. I'm all in. So, uh, so I'm like, uh oh, this doesn't look good because like they're raising the prices, right? And I'm like, well, I ordered it then, but they didn't like, you know, they didn't have the connectivity, you know, install. So I'm like, so I contact uh, my distributor. I'm like, hey, man, what's what's the word? It's like, well, they said they said the December run. So, uh, you know, if, if, if they still run in December, which they're, they're looking like they're supposed to, um, uh, it's going to be 300 bucks more because of the connectivity, you know, hardware.
2: The stern all insider.
3: All
2: now, weren't right. we expecting it sooner? Deadpool? Yeah. No, 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 no. Even when I
0: ordered in June, when I reached out to cause I reached out to, you know, uh, all the main players that I know, you know, personally that, I've, that you know, had experienced relationships with, you know, through, you know, Pentagogo and Golden State Pinball Festival, all like that. So, um, and, uh, uh, Zach ended up being the first one that could get me one. Um, cause the pirate, um, he's like, I'm not getting, I'm not even getting any pros on this next run. They've already been all allotted. I'm only getting premiums. So I'm like, okay. And uh I said, yeah, premiums kinda out of out of more than I wanted to spend. Because Rust and I had actually talked to about getting a premium and we're like, for the price point. it's like, you know, because we both want the disco ball. It's like we can buy the mod for a hundred bucks, you know. Um, instead of paying a thousand more for just the disco ball mod. So, um, but you know, I reached out to JJ, same kind of thing. It's like, yeah, I'm not getting it until December. And then Zach ended up winning out because, you know, you know how cheap I am. And he just went lower on the price on free shipping And, uh, so it was always going to be December. And this was, you know, mid end of June. This was literally within a week of me moving out here, you know, because I had the money in my hand, I pulled the trigger and, uh, so, you know, I was looking at 300 bucks more and I'm like, well, you know what, fuck it, I'm in, I'm all in, I don't care. And if it comes after January 1st, if, they don't, if the build date for my particular game is at, ends up being delayed, this could end up being like 800 bucks more. And uh, at this point, I'm just feeling like Jim Carrey and Liar Liar where he's going to pick up his Mercedes. And he's screaming, you know what I'm going to do about the big scratch in my car? Nothing. I'm just going to, I'm just going to scream and yell like an infinite jerk. And then, you know, take it up the tailpipe. <laughs> That's where I'm at. You know, because,
2: yeah, look at I the bright side. Anybody. Yeah. The connected features are, are really cool. They are. And I was watching, uh, a couple streams now where they've played the connected games and I've got to admit that I do feel like that's worth a few hundred extra dollars.
0: Three hundred bucks, yeah.
2: I didn't yeah, realize but... that you were waiting until December.
0: Yeah, yeah, man. And I ordered in June. And that's just because there are I mean, there's a couple of distributors that had like they had one or two and it was guys that I we don't normally, you know, hear from online and they wanted a premium. Kind of like one of the guys also had an attack from Mars, which you know is like top two of my games. I want me and Rusty both, and they had those marked up two grand. And then, uh, and then a month later, I'm looking. I'd already ordered Deadpool, and I'm like, you know, just you know, for grins, I'm like, ah, you know, look at this, like it's up another grand. So uh, a standard version you know that a disturb a distributor that still has a standard version of the attack mars remake hasn't marked up to like ninety five hundred now
2: wow well especially because it turns out that i guess that they probably won't be doing any more remakes of medieval attack and monster bash until 2023 that's correct so yeah you know i can see why all of a sudden all of those games have uh bumped back up in price now had i known that i probably wouldn't have sold my monster bash but i did so it's over (laughs) (laughs) i also sold my attack from mars so that's over too you know but i still have my medieval and it's staying but yeah that's uh that's that's pretty crazy and monster bash went to huntsman right yeah it was part of the mandalorian part of the trade yeah and he's apparently i mean i haven't talked to him i'm mean, going to talk to him he he messaged me the other day about some Mando parts but uh i went up there and i played it and yeah he's definitely you know he's started tricking it out and putting his parts on it and he has the Brian Allen art on it which looks really really nice uh and yeah he's definitely uh he's definitely given that game the love it deserves yeah he loves you know, that. It, he loves that game It's a, it's a, it's a bit it's a important part of his lineup so yep. i was shocked when he dealt off his uh his AFM because his AFM went to Pressler and that thing's just gorgeous.
1: Oh, um, I know. I know.
2: But he uh, uh you know, he had to have that uh stargazer, so
1: <laughs> <laughs> he had to have the Stargazer. Had That's to right. have the Stargazer. Which is a fun game. It is a fun game. Yeah, it is. Oh, it's yeah.
2: it's overrated as hell, but it's, it's you know, it game. is what it is. It's just one of those games that it's it's taken on a value of its own right you know so do i think it's as much fun as it costs no do i no. see why people like it yeah <laughs> right. have i had good games on it sure have i had bad games on it yeah
0: <laughs> it's, a, it's a fun league game no, i think so. oh
2: yeah it's a bastard at league because you never know yeah. what you're gonna get like sometimes that game will will decide to be kind and just the feeds will be gorgeous and everything will be where you want it to be and then sometimes that game will just you know just kill you for free (laughs) Yep. (laughs) it's a very dependent setup game though like honestly like the flippers need to be a very specific way on that game like it just for that game to play right and and be as hard as it's supposed to be though it's very setup dependent and that was something that I learned uh, I learned the hard way <laughs> and, and Mike has it dialed in perfectly oh yeah Mike you know Mike has a has a a gift when it comes to his games one of the weird things about about going to Mike's place and playing his games is he has weird games uh, from back in the day and he just wants you to know how to play him. Like it's not enough to him that you're just going to sit there and flip the ball around and hit stuff. (laughs) He wants you to know like what you're hitting and why what you're hitting is going to cause to happen What it happens and what the chain reaction is. And, you know, most of the games, like I'll sit there, I'll play with him, I'll get the rules set. But like Catacomb, He must have spent 45 minutes explaining that game to me, and I still don't know how to fucking play it. Me neither. (laughs) (laughs) I think the only person in the world who knows how to play that game is Mike.
1: That back box one where you have to, you know, light the A, B, C, D, and that, and those columns. I I think that's Catacomb, right? Yeah, that's Catacomb. I have no idea what he's doing. I'm just like, what? He's just like, oh, then you got to hit this. And
2: then when that happens, you hit this. And I'm just like, what are you even talking about? Yeah. And he
1: explains it totally clear as bell but i don't get it i yeah, it's absolutely. just I, I just can't figure it out can't figure it out
0: you know that's a <laughs> thing with charlie uh charlie Emery. you know spooky pinball it, he, he he him and bug used to talk about that when they had their podcast like that charlie would explain the rules to that game 20 times and bug would still be like i still don't get it <laughs> yeah. but I, I i you know i played it years ago at a show I mean, and I had fun playing it, but I'm, you know, I was just batting the ball around. Man. I had no idea what I was doing. Um, but uh, yeah, man, uh, I, it, it, yeah, it's so got that rule set that that's awesome, like 80s man. complex. Right, right. Yeah. Like, um, um, well, you know, and that's one of the, the things beyond the artwork and the, the sound call outs and the layout and everything else. Um, um, uh Centaur. <laughs> You know, for the for the time. It has a really pretty complex deep rule set. Oh, and for sure. going on in that game. Which is one of the reasons so still, you know, love today. You know, and it's one of my, you know, of that era of Bally's, it's one of my favorites still. Um, not to get off, you know, topic or anything. Um,
1: we, we have were- a topic? We
0: have a ton. We have, you know what, man, we're just free flowing tonight, but <laughs> it's good. It's good stuff. Hey, you know? there's
1: a lot of stuff to talk about and there's still more stuff coming. That's what's there's, really exciting.
0: Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to key on two. I'm going to kind of segue off two things. It's the one. And you briefly kind of segue to it, Dan, sort of kind of, but not really could just with a, cause it's a pop culture reference spinal tap from, um, uh, home pin
2: okay i talked oh, nothing home. about spinal tap or home pin i mm-hmm. thought you were going to take us to godzilla <laughs> <laughs> you are <laughs> out of your you are you're just sitting there hallucinating <laughs>
1: i'm really tired so. It's <laughs> become, I, Wyoming, I didn't even I make it a take better, it to like, 11 paper. joke i was like, like that's, that's what a curveball i was like exactly yeah. tap. <laughs> like whoa. OK, now, now you made a reference
0: that made me go, oh, Spinal Tap. I forgot about that. What do you guys think about that? Let's just do it real quick.
1: OK, I'm going to say something. If they redesign the flipper buttons, I'll give it a chance.
2: Everybody. I've never played a Thunderbirds, so oh, I don't know if painful. it's painful. I know painful. it's supposed to really, really suck. And I know the flipper buttons are supposed to be really, really uncomfortable. <sighs> it's one no. of those things where it's all like it's what I mean. Here's the thing. I know I'm supposed to like spinal tap, and I don't know enough about spinal tap to tell you like you know I've seen parts of this is uh of of the this is spinal tap, the mockumentary, but like it was probably a little tiny bit before my time. so you know, I don't know, like I said I can't speak to I mean i it, it's an awesome idea for a theme. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's sort of like heavy metal where it's like one of those themes that I think that if somebody real was making it, it would probably kick a lot more ass, but you know, maybe it'll be cool. I mean, home pin, you know, love him or hate him, you know, for, for all of, for all of home pins, fo- you know, follies and foibles and stuff. The dude made a game, he shipped it, he makes parts, he ships them He's making another game with a bigger license. You know, he has a proven track record of, of quote unquote success. So, you know. Yeah,
0: he's shipped a shitload shit more games than Deep Root has.
1: Let's just put um, it this way. Let's, g- we'll give him a chance. Yeah, you so
0: I'm a massive Spinal Tap fan. I know you are.
1: I know you okay. are. That's for yeah, sure.
0: I, I still have my ticket stub, a T-shirt, and a backstage pass from when I saw them
1: 30 years ago.
0: So, um, yeah, man, I'm, I'm a Tap
1: fan. That um, would be a perfect theme for you, Spencer. So we'll have to see yeah. how they how they how they manufacture it. How what are the features? You know, there's really nothing out there, right? It's just they talked about the theme and that's it. Is that correct?
2: Yeah, there's, well, there's, there's a fair, there's then, a fairly funny uh, like poster.
0: Okay. Yeah, and then well, and then the, uh, you guys remind me of something else because I'm really badly segueing here. Segway to another music pin real quick, and then we'll move forward. The Queen pin that kind of came out of nowhere too.
1: That uh, yeah, that, that I, we have seen that that we've seen.
0: I don't think it looks that bad, really. I mean, is it going to change the landscape of pinball forever? No. It's not, but it could be a good
2: game. It looks I, fun. I love to be captain positivity and I think it looks kinda like garbage. But you know the music will be great. And if you're a Queen fan, you know it it might be a dream come true. So I I I hope it's good. Yeah. But I think the art's terrible and I think that the play field looks like it wants to be guns and roses when it grows up. And, uh, just, yeah, I just, there's not much to impress me so far, but the music's going to be great because it's
1: fucking queen, man. (laughs) (laughs) And and who, who, uh, who's uh, manufacturing that one again? Is it pinball Pinball brothers? Brothers. Pinball brothers. So it's another like highway leftover. So so how did they, yeah. I mean, they are just releasing alien. And then all of a sudden they talk about another game that, was a shocker, right? Cause pinball brothers did alien or is doing alien. Is so that right? This, that's all stuff that highway was working on.
2: Okay. So gotcha. highway had done alien. And of course, pinball brothers version of alien is a streamlining or a perfectioning of, of, uh, of highways. And I mean, you know, I think that the whole Pinball Brothers thing is is kind of a scam. You know, I think that those guys kind of swept in, you know, picked up assets, picked up rights, picked up materials and left creditors and people who who were owed games holding the bag. And so I don't want to speak to the, you know, I don't want to be the moral outrage here, so I'm just going to move past that and just say their version of Alien looks cool. Uh, it looks way better in a standard cabinet. I know the price has gone up, but like, you know, for 8,000 bucks, it seems like, you know, one of the best deals going, right. And, uh, 8,000 bucks for the, for that. Cause it was I 70, it was seventy-seven, <laughs> seventy-seven. <laughs> yeah.
1: And now I guess it's gone up to like 81
2: or 8,200.
1: And that's for the, is that like, is there two, models there's a there's so a I pro guess, kind of and then i guess
2: there is some sort of limited edition but this is just for like their standard oh and standard i would ass- and i would assume a, they're okay. thinking the Whatever. same thing for queen and queen doesn't look queen doesn't look quite as good as alien um because i think we've i i mean have you you've
1: played alien right mark i played the one from highway Right. so and it that's was the a one blast. that I
2: played and that's the one that I know that, that Spencer's played. And I think we were all really impressed by that game.
1: Yeah. Like, I played it at uh, golden state and uh, yeah. I never played it in my life. And I just had a really good game. Got GC on it. My first play which was pretty wild. Oh, yeah, but. I
2: just stepped up to it and kicked its ass because I'm
1: Mark Scott. i everything. <laughs> no, uh, no, it was just fun. It was, it yeah. was fun. It's fun to
2: shoot. No, it's, it's a hell of a game. It's, you know, it's dark and moody and it, it, you know, has molded toys and an alien that eats the ball. And I mean, everything that you'd want it to have and the display work on it was really, really good. Like you play that game and it's got, it's got enough assets and it's got, it's really well done. So it's like, I, I would love to see that game be successful. I would love it even more if, you know, people hadn't been left, you know, holding the bag from highway, but I guess that's neither here nor there. And so I guess queen was like going to be the next, next highway.
1: Yeah. So the next, next pinball brothers. I know with alien, David Thiel's music is amazing on that game. Yeah. really. Oh, David really good. A gangster though. Like, oh, he's so good. so
2: good. He's so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, I I you know, like I said, I think Queen is is great. Like, you know, all time number one super, super classic band, you know, who just you know, they, they deserve they deserve a great game. They de- they deserve a music game as good as Guns N' Roses. And I don't think that's what they're gonna get. But hopefully, uh, you know, this game will end up being more of a pleasant surprise, but yeah I don't think that playfield aged well yeah we'll have to see we'll
1: have to see how it plays
2: yeah that's of course the big thing is you know pictures are pictures you know let's see what that thing looks like in person and lit up and you know in, in a real world environment you know I'm sure a lot of things that you know the first the, the knee jerk reaction is ooh that doesn't look good you know when you actually see it in front of you you're like, ooh, that, ain't, that ain't so bad Hmm. Spencer
1: yeah, are you right. with us I'm right here, bro. All right. What's the next game? Well, Godzilla. Okay. You're going to get queen or spinal tap?
0: Uh, Probably neither. Um, <laughs> I, But I, I, you know, man, I really like the looks of Godzilla. And that was another one where, you know, I grew up watching the movies and, you know, dug them and all, but I just kind of, you know, I grew up and kind of just, you know, put that stuff on the back burner because, you know, life, you know, marriage and kids and a, a real day job and all that stuff. And then, uh, you know, it's Ellen. So it's just like, okay, boom, Ellen, good. Ding which I'm kind of like really scratching my head at first that Mark didn't buy the Godzilla. Cause we had talked months ago and you're like, I'm selling game of Thrones. Yep. I'm taking the money and I'm I know. Buying my first new box and I'm buying Godzilla. And then of course the price increase and you're like hot wheels. And I'm like, cause I was told him you, he had talked to you and convinced you to buy. Hot wheels.
1: I was, I was totally. Uh, yeah. I mean, even after seeing that, I was like, Oh, I'm definitely getting a Godzilla. And then when they announced the 1200 price hike, I was like, that's not going to work for me. I was like, "dang it. And but then I was thinking, well, there's like seven or eight people getting in in Reno, so it's like, why do I need to get a, a Godzilla? <laughs> there's no point you
0: can play whatever you want.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true. You can and play. then, play
0: like you said, you got the only Hot Wheels that you know of in Reno. Yeah. So, like you you know, you're just like, OK, I got the Hot Wheels. Come over and then I'll come over and play your Godzilla. Exactly.
1: Player. Yeah. Instead of going, oh, oh, you got a Godzilla, too. Oh, that's all right. I got mine. You know, it, sure. it, yeah, it's just nice to to build the community and, you know, have a different game that nobody else has. And even though I went that route, I'm not disappointed. So <laughs> with Godzilla, though. I uh, did when you watch, this is the first time I watched a stream where I got excited about it. Did you feel that way? Cause when I watched the one from dead flip, this game looks so much fun to play. Oh my gosh.
0: Yeah, man. Oh yeah. my man, gosh. You know, and, and you know, even with the price hike, you know, and, and there've been, you know, conjecture and, you know, rumors going like, Oh, you're going to, you know, it's coming, you know, and, 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 and you hear about Godzilla, but didn't you just hear in general? Like, Look, man, there's a game coming out. It's going to be the new l1 game, and it's going to blow your fucking mind. You know, it's going to have like, it's going to have ramps that have never done what these ramps are going to do. And you know, it's and, and you know, it's thinking, okay, well, it's going to be cool. But like, you know, and of course, I'm talking mostly about the premium. Even the pro looks
1: pretty good. Yeah, you know, we'll get to that because um, they just did the stream for that. But. um, it blew me away. I was, you know how, when you get the wow. And you know, every time there's a hype, cause I was fortunate to see the, the, um, the stern web webinar, um, uh, oh, okay. w- uh, because we were part of the stern army. So we had, uh, over at Jim Martin's place, got to watch it. And, uh, unfortunately it was already revealed. So it kind of took steam out of it a little bit, um, before we watched it. But anyway. Uh, when they showed that Mac of how it's designed, and and uh, it, it's just the shot geometry is Which genius. Mac, the, the,
3: the, 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 the building, the, the
1: building, and yeah. the Mechagodzilla. It's just okay. Yeah, it just was amazing how. Because when you, when I saw that, I don't know if it made you remind you of a little bit of Willy Wonka, but you know how you had the, the thing where you had to hit it, you know, to lock the ball. That yeah. carousel looked very similar with the, you know, with the banana shape insert in front of it and how it rotated. I was like, that's pretty similar. Not saying that they copied it or anything. But then what he did is he had a spinner added to it. He had a tr- uh, stand up targets and a ramp. On one Mac genius, genius. And then of course the building. Hello, Dan, I'm sure you can elaborate on that, but just wow. And then on top of that, it doesn't just collapse. It has diverters on each floor. I mean, as far as the direction of where the ball goes. And it's a ball lock. And it's a ball
2: lock. Like, how great is it that the ball pops up and rests on top of the building, and then to start the multi-ball, the building falls down, the the guardrail pops up, and the balls come shooting right down the middle. Thank God for ball saves. Such an awesome, awesome thing. And I mean, you you see that. And here's the thing. I don't care one lick about Godzilla. I mean, I didn't, I mean, obviously it was around when I grew up and I liked some of the rubber monster stuff, but just like, I was never a Godzilla fan. I tried to watch all the new movies. They never really hooked me. So, you know, all the furor about ooh Godzilla, Godzilla, Godzilla. I was always like, eh, you know, it could be cool. You know, Godzilla's King Kong, stuff like that. I'm sure it's great. People like it. Um, so when I sat down and I watched the stream, you know, I was just basically looking at the game and I was probably thinking pretty critical thoughts because I think, you know, I think Elwin is is a great designer. You know, I love, love, love Iron Maiden, which is why I have one. I think Jurassic's a, a darn fun game. I think Avengers is a darn fun game. And I was like, you know, he's due for a clunker. Like he's due for, he's (laughs) due to kind of go a little far. And then everybody started talking about, well, there's a price increase and Stern's throwing more money at this one. And I'm just like, whatever, it ain't going to happen. Like you guys are like, you guys are just hoping against hope. It's just going to be another Stern. And then I saw it and I was all like, it really does look like, you know, they, they opened up the checkbook. They, they pulled out all the stops. I think it was the first theme that he really wanted uh, and it, it shows. And, uh, you know, even though I still don't care about Godzilla as a theme, the art, the sound,
1: none of that does anything for me. That play field is freaking outrageous. It's incredible. And, and every time, like when I was watching the stream, I'm like, whoa, did you see that the ball went looping around the pop bumper? How the heck did he do that? And then it did it on the other side too. I was like, that's genius! How that—it's well, got a really so nice cool. like roundiness, right? Like, yeah, I think that you you're getting to the point
2: where it's like games have you know angles, right? Their their geometry and they're angular and blah 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 blah. But this game isn't afraid that you know the ball goes around things and comes out, and you know the way that the shots work, you know it's you kind of mentioned earlier whitewater. Some of it feels very whitewaterish, where the ball goes in someplace and then comes out someplace you don't really expect it. Uh, and yes. it's, it's got that Nordman sort of style where it's like, you know, and I guess it's the Elwin style too. Cause he's done this on all of his games so far where the wire forms are very animated. You know, you have a lot of loops and, and angles and stuff like that. You get a lot of exciting looking ball movement. Um, it's kinetically satisfying, when you hit a, a ramp and you get a couple seconds with the ball going, we, 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 before yes. it comes back to the flipper. Yep. Um, yeah, just really cool looking game. And I'm excited that so goddamn many people are buying it because I really can't wait to check it out. And I'll be honest, man, watching, I mean, I watched the pro stream all the way through and I was pretty impressed by the pro, even without the building, even without the bridge or the Mecha Godzilla, you know, you in fact, in a way, watching the the pro stream did good things for me because, you know, it really comes down to What's the geometry looking like? And while you are going to lose a little bit of that because you lose the diverter aspect of the building, you know, you do get to see, you know, what the ball's doing and why it's doing it. And it looked looked really cool. I mean, I don't know if I'd be like, yeah, you don't need the premium on this one. I think the premium, it's going to bring the the way to go. But I think that the pro, you know, if you do go for the pro as a compromise, you know, I don't think that, you know, you've, you've thrown away your life uh i just think that you know it's one of those things where it's kind of like avengers where it's like the the extra stuff that the premium brings to the table is is shit that you want um you know it's it's good good stuff i just wish it wasn't so goddamn ugly yeah yeah like the art is not blowing any wind up my skirt not a godzilla fan probably missing the point but i just think that the art's not the best. It's fine. It's, it's zombie Yeti. He does good art. I'm not saying that it's bad quality. It just doesn't work for me. And I think the display work on it looks pretty shady, although yeah. it's still early. Some uh, of the screens look mm-hmm. really, really cool. And some of the screens look very, very generic, like rubber monsters with words on top of it.
1: Yeah. So I don't I, think it's I, aesthetically pleasing. I'll reserve judgment until I see it in person because True. Deadpool, I felt the same way until I saw it in person. I was like, whoa, this this pops with color, but it works. And the other thing that was interesting is when you watched the promo video or the trailer from Stern, it had a washed out look to it that gave it kind of an orangish tint to it. But when I saw the stream from Jack, it had much more vivid colors with the purples and the blues that I didn't see in the trailer. So I... I don't know. I mean, as far as color, I like it. I'm I'm not a huge Godzilla fan myself. So when I looked at it, I was like, yeah, this is this is great Um, as far as, you know, how they did the theme. But like I said, I'm not the kind of person that watched every Godzilla episode when I was a kid. But what really amazed me and and I loved it was the call outs of how they made it sound like from the 50s of how that person was narrating that yeah. really engaged me when I watched that. I was like, this is really cool how it was like, and it was, it had that cheesy factor, you know, shoot the left ramp, but it it just sounded like you were having this announcer, you know, talking about the next episode, you know, kind of like the same bat channels, same bat time kind of thing. You know, it, it, it had that really, really exciting and motivating speech call outs that made it just so much fun. I don't know if you felt the same way, Spencer or Dan, but I, loved it. Yeah, it, I
0: it, love it. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. The boxes. Yeah. You know, there's, still, there's a lot of talk about the work. I'm not, I'm not a diehard Godzilla guy either. I, I I'm completely lukewarm. I think it fits the theme fine and you know, games always look better in person. So.
1: Yep.
2: I'm probably missing the point because the narration didn't do anything for me. The, the old school Godzilla theme doesn't sound like good pinball music to me. The freaking classic rock song doesn't sound like good multi-ball music to me. Again, I just, I don't care. That would drive me nuts. That's Godzilla. (laughs) You know, go, go Godzilla. I just, I just don't. But you know, I, I, and again, the art's not, you know, I'm not trying to say the art's terrible. What I'm trying to say is just to me, I wanted it to look like old movies Yeah. and it looks like comic books. And again, that's, that's zombie Yeti. That's why zombie Yeti's Deadpool package is so brilliant. You Correct. know, right. And you know, his Ghostbusters, it's a cartoon take on the Ghostbusters and you know, Iron Maiden, Legacy of the Beast, you know, that actually worked surprisingly well. And I'm not an Iron Maiden fan, but you know, Brian is and he's like, oh, if it's not if it's not Derek Riggs, it's it's junk, and then he saw Zombie Yeti's and he goes, Ah, oh, that's not too bad. You know, and of course it worked great for Avengers, you know. I just think that this was a bridge too far. The game that I s that I think of when I think of Godzilla, honestly, As I think of the black and white monsters. I think if they'd given that treatment to Godzilla, and I know they'll never do a black and white game again because of all the bullshit from monsters, but (laughs) just like I think that that treatment would have worked really nicely for Godzilla.
0: Yep, we lost Dan. Hold on, I'm going to pause. Two, one, and go.
2: Yeah. I'm not no. trying to say that, uh, zombie not a great artist. I mean, you know, he, he does wonderful, wonderful comic style art, you know, uh, his takes on Ghostbusters and Iron Maiden were fantastic. Um, obviously Avengers and Deadpool, uh, look great. I just didn't think that it was, uh, the right choice for Godzilla. I was looking for much more of a old movie poster kind of feel darker colors right you know the game that i think of when i think of a game that would look great as godzilla is is that black and white monsters and i i know stern will never make that mistake again i know they caught a lot of hell for making that black and white game but uh I it. oh god i think it's gorgeous i think it's looks one so of the good. best looking sterns and i think that if they'd given franchi you know the opportunity to do godzilla I think it would be, you know, uh, a way cooler looking game. But again, I'm not the right guy for someone who's talking about it so much. I'm not the right guy to judge the aesthetic of Godzilla because I really probably don't understand it.
1: Right, and when we start playing, <laughs> and, and and here's the thing: once we start playing it, we're not going to care about the art. You know we're going like to be ACDC, we're we're going to be you know? looking at the balls flying all over the place and be wowed by the mechs and the shot geometry and all that stuff. And well, right,
2: ACDC is a fantastic game. It's got it, crappy. Yeah, lines. I we think ACDC is the ugliest game ever. But here's the deal, right? Like, I don't own an ACDC anymore. Yeah. You know, and one of the big reasons I got rid of it was because. I didn't like I didn't like to look at it. And I had a Lucy, which, you know, people would argue is the coolest looking ACDC. And I'm still just like, God, that is just not a good looking game. You know, I think that the art's important. And I think it's what's more important about the art is that the people who are fans, they understand it. And the guy who I know, who's the hardest core Godzilla fan has already said to me, like, yeah, the art's not really what I wanted it to be. But I love Godzilla and the game looks cool. Yeah. Oh, uh, Henry. Yeah. <laughs> Henry is. I don't know that. Henry oh, yeah. Is Henry. Yeah. Spoked. He's got an LE on the way. Oh, so, yeah. You know, we're going to be hopefully seeing that. You know, that'll probably be the first one that we see in this part of the world.
1: That's exciting. I, yeah, I, I, I agree with you in a way, Dan. That, um, it it was similar style as Avengers, and that kind of put me off a little bit but like i said i i'm going to re- reserve judgment until i see it in person then then i'll really know how it looks you know and and if the artwork is what it's cracked up to be i guess you could say for yeah. people who like it, it <laughs> might for look, people who like just it just
2: like with queen it might look better in three dimensions
1: right yep yep exactly but um the max what did you watch the section on uh, dead flip when he when Keith was holding the mech and how solid it was with like actual steel and the bridge? I was like, I felt very confident when I saw that that these are not cheap parts they're putting in those games and could be a reason why they you know had the bomb a lot higher, but they seem like they're pretty reliable. Like I saw You're that it was like a
0: game say that again they're stepping up their game They're stepping again.
1: up their game but it, there was no plastic it was all metal i was like i will wow. believe it when i see it yeah well, yeah let's okay. yeah
0: well it's like we talked about earlier you know with with i i've never heard anybody say anything negative about the build quality of an american pinball game like that's one of the bigger selling points like these things are really pretty much trouble free and they're built like tanks yeah stern seems to be up in their game they're, not they're having up the in their game the, the playfield issues seem to have slowed down but i haven't really been keeping up um spooky uh, is you know up in their game um the fuck is going on over jersey jack i have no idea i love guns Roses. Really. as soon as i played down i said i want one of these and as soon as they start having all the problems with the playfield it's like you i'm not giving you my money yeah you're like whoops I sure, God, God.
2: I, sure glad i don't have one of those
0: yeah, yeah. you know yeah. The, the irony hey, Mon- is is no, this right thing. i love that game like I, I i love wonka wonka is a dream theme for me yeah. okay only and eleven thousand dollars buddy yeah eleven thousand dollars i got twelve thousand dollars in fucking furniture in my living you get room. one okay. brand
2: new so, 11, 11k <laughs> limited edition
0: yeah. 11k in, and after 21 games the, uh, the entire clear is going
2: to oh that is not what's happening at all it's going to land it's going to land uh, close enough dude. so so uh, here's anyway. here's the thing with the with the play fields and i'll and i'll tell you this because i'm the only one of you motherfuckers who's going through it um yeah yes it's a drag <laughs> you know but to an extent when you when you get a game You know, do you expect to be perfect forever? No, I'm willing to accept that games wear out. Did I want it to wear out this quickly? No. You know, have I, have I gone through all the steps to address the damage? Yes. You know, am I, am I happy and satisfied? Yes. But you know, it's not like I ever went into this. Like a lot (laughs) of these guys where it's like, look, I spent $10,000. It should be perfect forever. That ain't fucking pinball, son. That just isn't how it works. No, and you, know? you make a great point. You're yeah, so, a great so, point, here's, Dan. Here's yeah, the yeah. thing with with your with your your mech on Godzilla. It looks heavy. It's going yeah. to be driven by a small electric motor, powered by Stern's super reliable spike board set. So you know, is there is there room for concern? Sure, but we're not going to know until that sucker's out in the field and the first people are opening their games and they're unboxing it and they're playing with it. And we know how well that thing works in the really real world. You know, here's the thing, you know, maybe, you know, I will fully admit that it looks like Stern spent some money on this game and uh, you know, with any luck. Yeah. They've, they've come up with a way to make this mech bulletproof. The only other game I can think of though with a with a arguably similar mech on it, that thing sucks. hmm And that's Doctor Who. Right. <laughs> well,
0: it's awesome uh, when it works. Yeah, exactly. Another point to make is, uh,
2: <laughs> but I don't. Um, I also don't think this works the same way. It seems to use kind of a worm drive. Yeah, that's what I was saying. A worm drive, big, which is that oh, big no. cam lock thing. Yeah, and you know the thing with the worm drive is, you know they they do require some maintenance you know no, so do. you you okay. will you will know what you have to go in and do to keep it working but you know as long as it's reliable enough you know to where like for the ones that find their way onto location you know they'll survive for a while you know that's that's stern's achievement right because they've made a version that doesn't have the collapsing building that's designed to be the quarter drop
0: Right, that's right. Well, do you remember Keith Owen, Okay, beyond being you know beyond him being an amazing competitive player, he's also a route operator for many years and ran a ton of games. Right, but location. he's not a
2: mechanical engineer.
0: No, he's not. But you probably tell he he thinks about things and talks with the engineers and says, "I want to do this, but can we do it to where it's going to be really reliable out on location?" Um, I'm working in a little tiny corner space cause my, my room's still not done. So I have all my shit jammed into one corner plus a bunch of stored boxes and like, like I, I still, I, there's like still, I'm about two thirds unpacked and we've been here three months. So we literally just got the rest of our furniture on Wednesday. So yeah, no worries we ordered it in june so that gives you an idea so yay COVID. so
2: yeah man. but yeah we ain't gonna know how good godzilla is until like, they start landing and that should be
1: sometime in the second half of this month it's very soon in fact um when i was talking to zach he was telling me that godzilla is gonna be on the line th- uh this week for ellie yep oh wow yeah so it's well, going to be they're coming
0: already running pros, right? I mean, they, they always start with the pros. Yeah, first. they always
1: start the pros for the operators and then uh, then yep. they go LE and then they go premium. Yeah, they That's run how some, they usually some, run some export right. pros. Right. And then right.
2: and yeah. then the LEs and then back to the pros and then the premiums.
1: Right, And then back yeah, we to have the a pro. lot of LEs coming to Reno a yeah, lot the, and the premiums.
0: Which is okay, you know. And and you know, with with the COVID or whatever, you know, whatever. Uh you know nope. whatever else is going on in the world, um, this causing things to slow down. Like, you know, me paying for furniture and waiting having to wait three months to get it. Um, or paying for a deadpool and having to wait six months. Um
1: A lot of waiting.
0: A lot of weight. Well, there's people waiting over a year for like an Elvira, man. Like, wait, like, you know, they're they they keep pushing those back, and they're not due until sometime in 2022 now.
1: Yeah, my friend Ted was so excited to order one, and yeah, it's so backlogged, it's crazy.
0: Like I don't I don't get that at all. But, yeah. Um, you know, yeah, and I mean, so and they got you know, and they just keep pumping out cool new games. So you know, God bless them, man. They're selling pinballs, but you know so be honest uh, man
2: now that sheets is stepping out at stern i wouldn't be that excited about getting an elvira like mm -hmm. the game that it is is good like he did a lot of work on it but it's just like it's never going to reach like its maximum potential because he's not going to spend the next like eight years fucking with it like he did with you know acdc and metallica that's right. true. You know, everybody, everybody's on the, the, the jock of the, the cult of Lyman. And don't get me wrong, Lyman made some great games, but it almost always took him a shitload of a long time to do it. <laughs> right?
1: Yeah, he, he's meticulous in his coding. There's no doubt about it. And it's, he's, he's a genius in, in the way that he can design code and rule sets that are easy to understand, but then he can have so much depth as you get more into the game. And that's what I'm excited about, which is a great segue. We can probably talk about the next game that's coming out real soon is Cactus Canyon remake. But his and his strength he,
2: isn't that again, you know, he makes a great rule set, right? Yeah, Going back he does. to the, the day to East and the Valley Williams days. And, you know, he makes, he makes a great rule set um, and he makes games work, right? But right. I think that his big strength has always been that it's like, he'll make a game and it'll be out there for a while and people will play it and he'll play it and he'll see how it works and then he'll go in and he'll change it. Right? right. You know, so when somebody's like, Oh my God, man, fucking walking dead is frustrating and stupid. Then he'll go in and say, well, how about this? And everybody be like, <laughs> fuck now it's great. <laughs> and then he's like, "Ha! Lyman wins again.
1: Um, yeah. And, and that's think, what he probably will do with the Chicago gaming games. Right? And because... you're gonna,
2: you're, well, hopefully, but you're going to yeah. lose that with some of those sterns. And I mean, especially again, Elvira, you know, Batman 66 was a great example. That game came out and it had, you know, It had an abbreviated run. They had an abbreviated cycle. They had to get it out quick. They were reworking another game, you know, and there was a year where Batman 66 kind of sucked it, it and then was, lyman awful. was like ha and everyone's like fuck it's great you know we we yeah. added in the villain modes and we added in this we added in that it's wonderful you know walking dead metallica another great example terrible at first you know yeah. uh, lyman fixed it um you know even elvira was pretty shady at first and, and lyman fixed it and made it work so you know i just i think it's a shame because i do think he could have basically like went Forever on that game, making it better and better and better, and now it's going to be stuck in like this spot.
1: Yeah, yeah. there's you not going to be
2: any updates coming anytime soon. Well, like did not uh, update for ACDC like what two years ago. Yeah, ACDC came out in like 2010. So, like you know, that dude works on games forever. He might even still do updates. You never know. You'll be on the yeah. website, and it'll be like, "By the way, we got a Metallica update." Ha ha. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> you, you, you never know. And, and what's really interesting with CGC is he has the right to to have different code for those remakes. So not just Cactus Canyon, but any game that was a remake. So so from- here's what's funny right? Because we talked about about this the other day,
2: right? And you Mm -hmm. were like, oh my God, Lyman's to be working on Cactus Canyon, to which I was, and I wasn't trying to be flip about it, but I'm like, who cares? Lyman Uh didn't design the software for Cactus Canyon, but Lyman did design the software for Medieval Madness, for Attack from Mars, and for Monster Bash.
1: (laughs) Now that's interesting.
2: (laughs) So I'm just like, i i wouldn't be heartbroken i wouldn't be heartbroken at at all to see you know uh an enhanced medieval madness software yeah like that would you
0: be Know about the ramp and monster incredible and they're made to production huh yeah it's an old george gomez interview if you go way back to clay harrell's um podcast. Topcast, uh, top cast. Um there's an interview a great interview with George Gomez. You ask about it. And apparently Lyman has uh the prototype uh or the parts to it to make it one of the two. Uh Monster Bash was a ramp, like a lift ramp that you could like launch the ball and hit Frankenstein with it.
2: Oh and they, like, I do know what you're talking about. Uh, yeah. yeah 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 I didn't yeah. know anything about um, that.
0: Yeah so and uh because you wrote the code for it so you i know. couldn't
2: i having having owned a monster bash and worked on a monster bash and shopped a monster bash i cannot fucking fathom putting another assembly in that game
0: yeah it's already pretty tight man that thing's well, definitely and, not laughing and drag assembly.
2: takes up a lot of room <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yep. like yeah. taking that drag yeah. mechanism in and out sucks and so it's like yeah i couldn't imagine it's just like yeah we're gonna put a ramp right here <laughs> you know and it's just like what the fuck is your problem like stop but i mean monster bash really was one of those games where it was like you know it does a lot of stuff and it does. uh you know the mechanical magic is there you know it's it's a great example of like it could use a little more depth. Because the problem is, is like once you've seen Monsters of Rock three or four times in a game, you're done. It's just like, you're all right, right, it's cool. But I, I, you know, I went over to Mike's, you know, we played it. Mike, you know, knocked out three Monsters of Rock in a game, you know, and I've only done two. So I was like, fuck you, the, you're the man. I was like, you know, you're going to hit the wall that I hit real quick, which is just like, I can pretty much do what I want on this game, but it's really fun to watch it happen. And so, yeah, if the solution is, hey, we're going to get you you know enhanced remakes that'd be great now the question is and CGC's are not CGC but uh yeah CGC's been good about this so far um you know do the existing owners get this Yep, You know, because that's the question, you know, if they come out and they say, okay, well, you know, we're going to do Monster Bash 2.0 and we're going to do Medieval Madness 2.0 and Attack from Mars 2.0 and everyone's like, yay, and they go, but it won't work on the original games. It's like, you guys are fucking assholes. Like. What? cuz here's here's the irony, right? I mean, it it might not be free, you know, think of it this way, but um, you know, Medieval comes out, right? They do Medieval Madness remake and they make two models. They make the collectors edition or the limited edition, which is really just kind of the first 1000 and then they make the uh the standard edition, right? And then they come up with Attack from Mars. Attack from Mars, they do a super cheap classic edition. Then they do a special edition, then they do a limited edition, right? And then they right. do the same thing with Monster Bash. And so that's, that's their, their model. And they never really said, hey, you know, we're, gonna, we're not going to do this with Medieval Madness. They just sort of said Medieval Madness is what it is. We're doing these other games now. So when they decided to go back and do a limited edition of Medieval Madness, you know, all the people who own Medieval Madness LEs were sort of like, hey, well, fuck, that's kind of bullshit. And I was like, look, all I have to say is this. If they give us a cost-effective way to have the extra goodies on our game, how mad can we be? Like, yes, we kind of got dicked out of having the limited edition, but if we can have the color-changing lighting and the big display and the topper, and I didn't even think the color-changing lighting would be a thing and they did it, I'm like, I can't complain too much. And they did that. To their credit, they did that. They made kits so that we could upgrade our games. So it doesn't feel to me like they're a company that would be like, sorry guys, you can't have this, you know, Mm -hmm. now here's the thing. It cost me a couple thousand dollars. So, you know, it might not (laughs) be free, but you know, as long as they don't leave us behind, you know, I can't be too upset if they decide to do new software and with any luck, it's just going to be, Hey, plug in a USB stick, do an install
1: and off to the races. And and it's possible if, the, if they can somehow utilize the system that's in the older games from the remakes and use their proprietary software to run it. Well, yeah. And be- again, the trick, I guess,
2: with what they did on Cactus and why Cactus has taken so long is because they basically rewrote their operating system. So yeah. the current Chicago gaming operating system is basically a shell. And... you you run an emulation of the Bally Williams software in it. Okay. So what happens is like, if you were, I mean, I don't know how much experience you have playing with the remakes, but like on, on mine, if you go in and you turn the game on it, it brings up a boot screen, you know, and then the boot screen does its thing and then the boot screen disappears and then it acts like a WPC is starting. Cause it runs the shell and then it runs the software. Okay. Well, apparently this new system is going to be integrated. So when you make adjustments, you know, all the CGC adjustments, it'll be like, you're doing it in the Bally Williams menu. You won't have a CGC menu. Oh, and then I guess I didn't say this. You can go back into a different CGC menu. Wow. And, and, You can change things, you know, you can change the lighting, you can change the flipper power, you can change things you couldn't change. But then if you want to put it on free play and stuff, you go into the shell and you go to free play and you turn it on. So apparently it's all going to be integrated. So they rewrote, And maybe that's one of the big things about Lyman going over there is nobody probably knows how the Bally Williams operating system worked better than Lyman Sheets at this point. And so, you know, he's probably the exact guy to go in there and overhaul this. And I would love, 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 love to see them bring that to the earlier games because the solution that they have now works great. It's elegant in a way, but it doesn't sound nearly as cool and integrated as this new shit's supposed to be.
1: Yeah, and I'm excited to see what they do. I know I'm um, going to Expo, and maybe they'll be revealing that. And they're waiting. It's the end of October. It's uh it's during Halloween weekend.
0: Oh wow! Um, okay, so the weekend before that, uh, it, as of right now, I plan on going to uh, Rocky Mountain Show, and then next weekend's Pinagogo. And then, uh, uh the, weekend. the weekend
2: after is
1: California extreme. California extreme yeah. yeah. And then expo
0: like right now, everything's open. Fuck you. We're getting the show going. Yeah. So I, I don't uh,
1: yeah. It. I was worried they canceled again in Chicago, but Chicago is fine. I mean, obviously maybe not the numbers and COVID and all that, but they're fine to keep it going. Uh, so, everything's yeah. open enough. Yeah. And they're doing the yeah. Stern factory tour. I was worried they're going to cancel that, but no, that's on cause I just got an email about it. So nice. I was like, yes, cause that I'm excited about. I'm really excited about that was a dream of mine to go and check out the, uh, the factory in person and yeah, get to do it. It's cool. No, that's awesome.
0: Yeah. We haven't even got to connectivity yet, really, but you know what? We'll do it on another episode. Uh, <laughs> we kind yeah, of we, we kind of did a lot. We'll, we'll do another episode in a few weeks. Uh, well, we we talked uh, about
2: the connectivity when we talked about oh, your dead bull, we'll and yeah. I think we've talked about the price changes. We've we've kind of yeah. we've kind of covered yeah. a lot. Did we want to? Okay, did yeah, yeah. want to do a rundown of Playfield Seventy Six and then uh, call it? Yeah, Ed? we do. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Most people are working
0: out with their Playfield and stuff. That's the other thing I was going to bring up. A cgc i've never heard of any of them having a play field issue so um and i know like i like i'm you and i Dan. we talked but er, earlier in the week i'm like i was like yeah man i'm looking at picking up uh, a bunch of mods for my deadpool already i'm gonna pick up the clippy kit you know i'm gonna be proactive because you know you got to still ball on a wood play field. but i mean there's just some stuff where you're looking at going no not cool man not with the game's got less than 100 plays you know
2: Well, and it's inexcusable that you need to put Cliffy's on a home use only game. I mean, I, I believe that with all my heart and unless you're like, you know, the world's heaviest user, like it just seems like it's overkill, but hey man, they're not cheap and Cliffy's aren't expensive and Cliffy's a righteous dude who deserves our support. So I put Cliffy's on everything that I can, you know, like just it's, it's, you know, and and the guns and roses was a rough lesson for me because, you know, I bought my guns and roses. I bought it from a friend of a friend. I I bought it from a friend who bought it from a friend and nobody, you know, nobody noticed problems or if they did notice, didn't disclose them. I'm looking at, I'm looking at you, Jeff and Mike. Um, Uh, but I don't think that they ever noticed that there are problems. And, uh, you know, I was just like, wow, this is a real drag that I'm the one who caught these in the face. But, uh, it just came down to it where it's just like, look, man, you know, every game, you know, you're going to get a chip, you're going to get a ding, you're going to get a Nick. It's going to happen. Mark's hot wheels is not going to be perfect forever. Your Deadpool that's right. will not be perfect forever no, if you play it, won't. it, and you know. Again, you know, it's just it's a drag when it happens quickly, and it's a drag when it happens to something as expensive and gorgeous as Guns and Roses.
0: Well, and, and the thing about it is, and then and then my, you know, because that's a drag when the company
2: died. doesn't take care of you.
0: There you go. Well, that's it. It's like and and you know, Merco with their their flippant attitude, like, yeah, you know, we're not talking about it. it's like motherfucker. People are spending a lot of money with you. You better be talking about. Yeah. It. Because yeah. I've seen a few guys buy Mirko reproduction playfills. Like uh, Adam has one for, uh, and he's had it in his um, funhouse for a couple, three years, and it looks great. Yeah. He also let that thing set and age for over a year. He's got, got one he in funhouse. He's
2: got one in spirit. Got one I've got one spirit. in creature.
0: Yeah, yeah. You and, know, and, I, and you know, and I've always been a big proponent, a big supporter of the guys you know, miracle and what they're doing because they do some beautiful work. But, you know, on their aftermarket reproduction play fields, But now, now with all their production playfields, fields, it's problem after problem. And just the attitude of like, you know, well, we got your money. Fuck you. It's like, you know, I'm the wrong guy to say, fuck you too, pal. When I just gave you $8,000. Well, yeah, and I don't you know? Number one, I don't feel
2: like, I don't feel like that's what's happening. But I think that you've also got to, you know, be realistic that like you live in a world where, you know, when this happened and it was a one off, they were like, yeah, fuck, here's here's a populated play field. We'll fix it. And then everybody decided, oh, well, you know, as soon as my game gets a ding, I'm going to get a populated play field. And, you know, the Stearns and the Jersey Jacks of the world had to say, look, if we want to stay in business and we want to continue to sell these fucking games, we can't afford to be sending out populated play fields every time somebody cracks a plastic. Huh. And when it comes to customer service, you know, there's there's two things you can do. You can bend it over, just like you said, you can bend over and take it, or, you know, you can put on your big boy pants and say, yeah, sorry, I'm not going to do that. Oh, you don't want to spend your money with me? Well, hey, that's that's your choice. But in pinball, convictions are weak, because as soon as somebody sees their next title, they're going to be like, well, you know, maybe it wasn't as bad as I thought it was, you know. Yeah, and it'll sure. be right back to normal, and, and the games yeah, will sell out. Right, exactly, yeah, no, you know. Thing, nobody, was gonna buy, nobody was going to buy. Nobody was going to buy whatever came out after Wonka, and then they yeah, dropped yeah. Guns and Roses, and everybody said, "Fuck, I want that." Now no one's going to buy what <laughs> what's coming out after Guns and Roses. Well, they're going to drop Toy Story or whatever's next on their docket, and everyone's going to be like, "Fuck, I want one of those." Yeah, you it's know. not going to matter. Is it's it? not right. matter. You know, no, but no, you—that's
0: the thing. I, I wanted Deadpool so you know, Rusty and I wanted Deadpool for so long. It's our first and probably maybe only. New unbox, who knows? But we're like, you know what, man, I'm all in, I'm all in. Cause what am I gonna do? If I know it's like, okay, cause you know, they're selling out quick in you know, the, the December run was selling out quick in June. Okay. I got one of the last two spots, um, I'm so I'm told. Um, and which I don't doubt at all, especially the way things have been selling, but um you know, it's like, yeah. If I don't, there's going to be a hundred other people online. and I do want the game. And it's like, well, I'll pay. And I know, you know, for the most part, I'm going to get take care of. That's why I'm going to get the Clippies and do the extra protection and like that. But um, you know, beyond that, and and I mean, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's, it's like, you know, it's like the next game is going to come out. And people will still buy it. But it's going to. I mean, there's got to be a point. But I want to bring this up and we'll move on. I was just doing for uh for continuing education hours and for uh, another license. I was just doing uh, as for branch three you know, termite wood destroying organisms, and I was reading up on uh on wood on raw wood, you know trees when they when they fall the trees and they you know most of the trees today aren't aren't aging enough they're not old growth wood they're new growth, so old growth wood was primarily heart wood, okay, that's where you were getting all that good hard wood, and the wood you're getting today is almost all um Sapwood, okay. You're not getting the hardwood like you do from the mature growth. Ergo, it's softer wood, okay. Um, even hardwoods is still softer today because you're not getting old growth. You're getting 30 year old, 35 year old trees, not 150 year old trees. And That does make a difference. It makes a difference in the hardness. Well, yeah, but that's more about ages. dimpling.
2: You know, the problem now is all digital printing.
0: Right, you yeah, know. that too. So, you know, but and, that's just you uh, know yeah.
2: again, you know, none of us are experts, you know. Just no, no, as, I'm
0: not.
3: I just as enthusiasts,
2: no. you know, we're we're all in a situation where like we have to deal with this. You know, when you get your Deadpool, you know, you've got to own the fact that you know it's going to dimple, it's going to dimple, you it's going to crack, it's going to chip. You know, plastics are going to break. Bad shit's going to happen. As an owner you have to deal with that, you know, right. Stern is no longer going to bend back over and back. take it, you know, and while I'm not saying that that's right, you know, I think that Guns and Roses, and I'm going to say this flat out for the whole world to hear, Guns and Roses were manufactured wrong, screws were torqued into the playfield, they didn't use, you know, the, the, the right, you know, the right material when they assembled it, and that's why at least a humongous percentage of those games are damaged, you know. Hardware got loose. The hardware started moving around, and it caused the playfields to chip. That's what happened. You know, if uh, if if Jersey Jack could absolutely prove that somebody at their fucking you know factory wasn't you know torquing screws down too hard, great. You know, more power to you. But they can't, and so they really should say, "Hey, look, we're sorry. You know, at the very least, we're gonna we're gonna provide you a new playfield." Which, to ninety nine percent of the owners, that does them no good at all because they're never going to do that play field swap. But, you know, it would have been better than just like, well, we think you might have caused it yourself. It's like, all right, you know, you can just fuck right the fuck off. You know, please, please tell me Jack how, how, how I torqued a screw down into in my play field. And I got that picture. I don't know if you saw it. I got that picture of just like, there is no possible way that I could have done that damage to this play field. Yeah. You know, that happened right. when this thing was wet and being assembled. So, hey,
1: yeah. if I was going
2: to be in Reno in a couple of weeks, Mark, where should I go yep. to
1: play pinball? There you go. So, the it's place segway. you should play right now <laughs> is Playfield 76. And it opened uh, just a couple of weeks ago. Uh, it is now obviously open to the public. And uh, you had the opportunity to come to the soft opening. And I did. It, and it was it, it, awesome. It, it was aw- It's an awesome place. I really enjoy it. Um, they have a good selection of games. I wish they had some older games, but that might come in the future. We'll see. Um, but right now they have 10 games that are working pretty well. There's a couple of things they got to fix, hopefully in time before we have our tournament, which is on Thursday this week. So <laughs> well, let's talk about the lineup that they had. Right. Yeah. No. So, the, so the lineup they had got is a
2: yeah. beautiful original medieval madness. Yep, a beautiful original attack from Mars. A kind of shady Indiana Jones: The Pinball Adventure, Lord of the Rings, South Park, really nice Family Guy. Uh, shoot, I'm losing it. They had a whitewater. The whitewater's a little weird. Uh, mm-hmm. What am I missing? Deadpool they Premium. Had a, a really nice, yeah, Deadpool Premium. That's where I was playing the Deadpool Premium. I was telling you about Spencer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And Mandalorian. And uh, I wasn't going to touch on the new games quite yet, but and while okay. we were there, we unboxed a Mandalorian premium uh, or was it limited? It was a premium
1: a premium and a mm-hmm. Jurassic
2: Park premium.
1: That's right. So we had a new in uh, bi- unboxing party. Yeah,
2: as which well was as fun. just tons of just beautiful video games, ski balls, uh, just. And here's the thing, like we start talking about this and I mean, I'm sure the first thing that comes to your mind is like Barcade and it, it is, but it isn't like it's it's a little bit classier than that. Like it's like an arcade lounge, like very comfortable, very laid back. I haven't been there during the full open yet, so I can't speak to the, the vibe while you're there. But like the ambiance is, is awesome. It looks very it looks very upscale and you know it looks old but but new uh it just you know if you can play if you compare it to like press start or coin op you know like it's there's no comparison between what playfield 76 is and those places are and those places are both great uh, right but they didn't have like that, like laid back, sitting down with your buddy uh, and and eating some actually really good bar food and, and having some good conversation sort of vibe, right? Like when you're in those places, you know, they're a little bit more divey, a little bit more game oriented. Yeah, this place was like a cool arcade hangout. Like yeah, almost like
1: like a lodge. Yeah, it's right? really cool. Right? Yeah, that's a great way to describe it. Is it, it? It is a it is a lounge. Yeah, you're right. It's very laid back. Uh, it's very spacious. As far as you know, the ceilings are not you know. Yeah, it's bright. Not low. It's, it's, it's bright, clean. <laughs> it's it's comfortable.
2: It's classy. It's, yeah, it's really classy. nice. It's, it's I mean, that's the nicest way to say it. it's, yeah. it's actually pretty classy. It's really, yep. it, you know, and that's again, that's not trying to make these other places sound shady. You know, I love, I love coin op game room here in Sacramento. Mm. Uh, I know the guys who, who own it and run it and they're wonderful dudes. Same with press start, super solid dudes. You know, they wanted nothing more than to, to bring us games and booze. And hopefully they're going to be doing it again soon. Uh, Press
1: start is going to be incredible when it opens yeah, up.
2: But we have, we have a new player in Reno and, and, you know, Mark, you're, you're part of uh part of the, uh the promotional crew. Is that what you're doing?
1: Pretty much. I, uh, I had a chance to meet Haas and uh, he is the, of course the owner of the place. And uh, I, I really felt like he wanted to bring that pinball community together and, 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 you know, broaden the horizons to invite as many people as he can to love the game. And it shows, um, Bob is the tech over there. And Roger is the other person, Roger Brown, who is providing some of the games. And it's just nice to see that they support pinball 100%, but the games are clean. They're for the most part, they, they work really well. Uh, and there's not many issues and I'm hoping, like I said, that they will, they will fix all those issues so that they're in great condition. Um, but like I said, there's some delays and that's why it's not happening, but yeah, they're and, in you great know, this, shape, great just, shape. Being frank about the games,
2: wasn't trying to diss on these guys. Cause like, let's be honest, right? What yeah. other location can you go to where you're going to play an original medieval madness Especially the one like they had, you know, an original attack for Mars. And again, those games were, were definitely someone's babies at home that ended up getting, you know, these guys probably paid really good money for to bring them to us. And in Indiana Jones, the pinball adventure and a whitewater <laughs> you know and, where do you play a whitewater, a whitewater on water, right you know where? i mean you know well i mean hey you can play whitewater you know coin off game room you know here in sacramento sometimes uh, i don't know if he has it there now but yeah, yeah you know whitewater is like what like a five six thousand dollar game these days you know medieval yeah. madness like you know a halfway decent medieval madness is 10, 10 bucks you know, a halfway yeah. decent Indiana Jones, the pinball adventure is nine, ten thousand bucks. Like, yeah. these guys are bringing you games that you cannot just go to any arcade and play anymore. You know, and again, they're giving it to you in an environment that, like, you know, you'll never see. And uh, it would be cool to see some, some classic games there, especially with the name Playfield 76. There's, there's some room for some 70s stuff, I would say. Uh, but I think these guys are going to be bringing us the, the hottest, newest shit. And, uh, you know hopefully, and they're
1: gonna have a lot of surprises coming, hey, and that's our show for tonight. We got kind of cut
0: off a little bit early uh we're having some technical difficulties big thanks to a shout out to Mark Scott, creator of the spinner's lit uh theme music and uh big shout out to Dan for uh being part of the roundtable crew as usual. But anyway, for Mark, man, he did a bunch of really great, uh, engineering and editing on this episode. Um, you know, doing everything remotely like so many people are nowadays. We had a, the internet kind of falter and go down on us a couple of times. Anyway, Hey, thanks for uh, a shout out. And thanks to all you wonderful listeners are, uh, Listener base is going up and we're getting more and more people coming in all the time and, and, uh, picking up our show. Hey, it's free entertainment. Hopefully we're entertaining you and, uh, yeah, don't take it all too seriously, man. That's pinball is supposed to be fun. I know prices have been on the rise lately and there's a lot of craziness going on in the world, but you know, pinball supposed to be fun. Um, you know, so, you know, if you if you can get out to locations and play great, if uh, you have a game or two or five play them. invite people over and share that with them. And, uh, you know, don't worry about having the newest game and the big shiny and all that. You know, if you got a, a, a couple of old EMs or early solid state or a couple of DMDs or one DMD or one modern game or one EM or whatever, man, if you got a pinball machine or you have a location nearby that you frequent you know, you're doing great. So play that and enjoy it and share that. If you know, the location, uh, and it's not on pinball map, it's not out there where people know about it. Share that, man. Every time you go somewhere and there's a location with a pinball machine or more, um, you know, get that out on the internet, share it with people. So they know too. Operators, I'm sure appreciate that. Anyway, this has been episode 41 of the spinners lit. I'm going to take us out folks. Y'all be safe. Have a great day. And, uh, play pinball, keep America strong.